got it fuck me random window just playing music in the back here and i couldn't get rid of <laughs> that's how that goes let's go let's fucking go so dude what's have, going you see that fucking bed bro what's that dude bro, that, that, bed? Bed, that bed's fucking wild yeah dude fucking that been working on that fucker for like the last four days dude Dude, that's actually crazy. I can't believe that. Man, like I, one of my coolest fucking favorite beds growing up was a water bed. And uh, <sighs> that thing was crazy. Probably the worst thing you could ever fucking sleep on. But like, and the worst too is like if the sheets got fucked up in any way, you were just getting fucking <laughs> hypothermia. Dude, my parents had a fucking, uh, my parents had a water bed when I was a kid. Oh yeah. shit. Oh shit. Yeah. How many brothers do you have, yeah. bro? <laughs> only one. Only one. Thanks, thankfully. <laughs> uh yeah. Dude, I used to play around. That was so much fun. They probably only had it till I was like seven or some shit. That was a good time. Yeah. Those are fucking best, dude. <laughs> dude do they still fuck. make those? They probably do make them like so advanced now. I don't know. But if they do, uh, yeah, they're probably fucking crazy. Like mine, I remember the heating unit on mine was like this sketchy ass, like rod that like was just a fucking metal rod and it always freaked me out because i'm like what the fuck but if you didn't heat if you didn't heat that bitch like you were you were gonna be sick when you woke up like that was it that was the only option <laughs> awesome dude do i need to go get a beer right now I'm, yeah i'm having a fucking and drink right now how do i Nato, you know, on this my is... screen you're the whole screen oh can that's, I, that's gay can i half it yeah yeah, go up to the top right corner, hit view. Okay. And then go to gallery. I probably speak. Oh, fuck. There we go. All right. Yeah, that's way better. Hold on. All right. NATO's grabbing a beer. He doesn't know even that I started recording already. We'll tell him when he gets back. He's running. Oh my God. He's running. I don't, if, <laughs> if you're at home watching the video of this or you're driving in your car, uh you gotta just he just opened a like a glass door and ran away how big is this guy's fucking house i gotta ask because this is like nato's tuning in from vegas so this is some uh extra special vegas edition shit where like he's outside recording it's got like an outside office right now so this is pretty epic we're gonna have to get some deets on this when he gets back Looks like he's mixing a drink. Three guesses. Las Vegas, tornado, probably tequila involved. He said beer, but I don't know. I think it's going to be, I think it's no, going to be tequila. No, it's I was beer. Gonna get whiskey. I was going to get whiskey, but uh, I, I just, I can't drink whiskey straight right now. I drink it the other night straight. Normally I do it with uh, ginger ale. And yeah. I just, uh, this year I'm going to actually, I need to send you some, we do. I don't know if I told you, but for Snap On, we do. Uh, we buy a barrel of Jack Daniels every year. Oh my god! And it's like, yeah, it's limited edition, so it's single barrel, and mm. we pick it out. I, I'll, I'll send you a couple bottles. Well, I, can I send you shit? How does I don't that know. Work? I don't know. There might be some sort of excise tax, but maybe we can get around that. Maybe we can just fucking mislabel it. I get jacked up. I'll get the bill probably. If if you send if you send something crazy, it, what ends up happening is uh, Canada border like fucks with it a little, and then they just like add additional taxes to it. So but do they usually, really they really like look at every package or how does that? 
I don't know. But when I got my ape shit, I had to pay $400 in taxes to get my shirt, my ape shirt and sweater. I was like, are you fucking kidding? Like, I'm what not Drake, that? bro. Like, yeah. Why? What is that? For It was taxes. I don't know. Fucking some sort of tax. I was like, <laughs> I live in fucking CCP. Like, <laughs> fuck me. Um, by the way, NATO, we are we're recording. Like this podcast okay, is yeah. wild. So when you left, okay. I I had to comment a little bit. Like, fucking, I, I don't even know what happened. Like you you're like I'm gonna go grab a beer, and then you got up and like kind of like ran through the wall behind you and across the fucking room and up some stairs. I'm like, what kind of hacienda fucking <laughs> Vegas palace is this shit? You got an outdoor office right now? Are you outside? No, or like, I am. No, I am outside. Yeah, no, that's okay. just the, the inside. <laughs> what the I, fuck? Yeah, I have to do them outside because I'm too loud. So okay, like, you're I screaming. Wake, I'll wake up my kids and my wife will just get pissed. She'll be like, yeah. you're too loud. So I'm just like, fuck it. It's, dude, it's probably 105 out right now. I'm going to sweat my dick off, but I don't care, dude. I'm 105. Fucking, That's hot. Yeah. That's got to be hot. That's Dude, my hot tub's 104. So I know oh that 105 is hot. Dude, here's a hot take. Here's a hot take just to start it off. Maybe we should do this on the show, but uh, well, I hate using the word sh- should. So we need to do this is I don't like hot tubs. And I don't know if that's a hot, I think that's a hot take, dude. I think a well, lot of people like hot, t- hot tubs, but, but here's the problem. Again, we have to keep bringing this shit back to the fact that you're living in a fucking desert, bro. Like nothing yeah. is enjoyable in a desert. Like the only <laughs> thing you like is cold beer and fucking pools. And, and I get it. Like, I'm fine with that. Like, that's cool. But like, you have to understand negative 50 where I snowmobile. Right. So when you get home from that, your back's fucking sore, your knees are sore, your lungs hurt from just trying to breathe. And like, that's, that's, that's fucked. Like you need to sit in a hot bath. And like, I'm the kind of guy I can't run a bath. I don't know. I'm not doing it. I I refuse to plug up a fucking bathtub, fill that bitch (laughs) with water and sit in my own filth. Like I wallow, I wallow in my own filth and self-pity daily. I don't need to sit in a fucking tub and be reminded of it. But a hot dude, tub's I just have cool. efficiency, efficiency, dude. I could take a two minute shower and clean everything, dude. Yeah. I'm in and out. I'm back at it. You know, I know like, my wife will be like, oh, can we take a shower together? I'm like, yes, but like, can you be fast? I love oh, I you get so out. much, but fuck. I pull out instantly. I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> fuck that. You can come in the shower for five minutes, but I, right after that, I'm fucking out of here. My, I, I, my wife's like who are you texting and i was like i'm texting adam i'm doing his podcast he's like she's like oh yeah okay and i was like oh yeah and it is you know his girlfriend's christina how, how do you know his girlfriend's name i was like because he's my friend yeah we he's, fucked i don't uh, know what, yeah, what's up we're we're actually friends like uh i do have <laughs> real friends it was fucking so funny she's like wait those fucking morons you hang out with every day on twitter like, yeah. I was like, at least I've met you guys. Like I've hung out with you guys extensively. So yeah. Yeah. We did that. Yeah. <laughs> we like, we did that thing. So dude, we're here. We're fucking podcasting. It's uh <laughs> 11 PM here. So I've actually never done a nighttime podcast. So I fired up the backlighting for this one. So so the, uh, the video, the video portion is going to be fucking absolutely lit. So <laughs> uh but yeah man like i I don't know if you've ever listened to one of these shows but we we go into absolutely whatever and uh i've got a fucking audience size of like three so i love these these episodes are generally just me me and me uh and whoever i'm trying to talk to so 
yeah, man, I'm down to talk about anything, but I do have some like, you know, basic shower thoughts. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 you know, you've, you've logged in with the, with the, the name gentle tornado and it, and yeah. it struck me that I have you saved in my phone as NATO. I call you <laughs> tornado every fucking day. And I legit, I don't know if I've ever even asked you your name. Oh, Dominic. Dominic. Yeah. Oh, Dominic. Dominic. Yeah, that's, it's a solid that's, name. That's dude. a yeah. fucking strong name, dude. Your dad yeah. knew what he was doing. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did. I don't remember what my mom wanted to name me, but it was fucked up. So Something I, I thank my dad every day for that, dude, because he saved me. Dude. Yeah, dude, I do. Dominic. I like it. Dude, yeah. you came out with a fucking snap on dealer. <laughs> Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was ready to go dude let's go. go all right dude what the fuck man tell me your life story what the hell are we here for all right dude well fuck you know born in vegas I fucking grew up in vegas i uh started playing sports at a very young age i think i started playing soccer at like four um naturally gifted athletic uh, ability I played, started playing tackle football when I was five, just absolutely loved that more than anything. Um, so I stopped playing soccer because soccer and football are the same time. I played football and baseball for a really long time. And then I started playing, um, or then I wrestled. I started wrestling probably when I was like fucking eight or nine. So I think like a lot of my childhood i was i was molded around those sports and like you know wrestling like i fucking hated wrestling but it was literally the best sport i could have ever done like the best lessons um football too like my dream was always to be like in the nfl um excuse me so ooh, excuse me so yeah so i played football i loved football i used to you know play i used to literally throw the football to myself like i would run and throw the football in the air and run and play by myself like when we were at my family's house you know i'm uh over 50 percent italian so very very big family growing up and um grew up with my great grandparents lived in vegas because they were they had to get away from the cold so most of my dad's family the italian side is from denver from colorado and uh but my great grandparents moved out to vegas when i was very young to get away from the cold and they had a lot of health problems so they were very very big in my childhood growing up i would go over there all the time I would hang out with them. My great grandma and I would watch football all the time. She was fucking just classic Italian grandma. Just would cuss at the TV. Uh, she'd fucking do like the, the, the rest. <laughs> it was so, the best. Like, uh, And then my great grandpa was just such a hard worker. They owned like, I think like 20 bars or something in Colorado at one point. And they had like, I want to say a couple hundred season tickets to the Broncos games. Holy and they used hell. to give them away. Yeah. So it was just wild. Like, they, they were never like crazy wealthy because they used to just like give tickets away. They would, you know, they were just so giving and then they were such a big impact in my life. Like they were at every single sporting event. My great grandma was in a fucking jazzy dude, the electric fucking scooters like on oxygen. And she was at every single sporting event. Uh, so they're a big deal. I have tattoos for them. So that's my grandma. Oops. Lovely. It's a rose because their last name was Rose. And then uh, my great grandpa called me tornado nice so, so i have that so that's where i got that name i was just wild i was non-stop i was like 110 percent, and then i'd fall asleep i'd crash hard on the couch uh while they were fucking drinking coffee and playing cards so i grew up playing tons of sports man uh, i had a lot of friends i was pretty outgoing uh kind of friends with everybody and 
then I got into, let's say, you know, I don't fucking know. Middle school was fucking atrocious. Hated middle school. That was terrible. I don't know how you guys do schooling out there. Like, is it, do you guys just go up till high school or? Yeah, we do like, uh, like junior kindergarten, senior kindergarten, and then one through 12. And like, usually like you're at one school from like, you know, kindergarten to grade eight, and then a different school from grade nine to 12. Some people fuck with that middle school thing, but it's, it's very rare. Yeah. So it's absolutely terrible. So we go basically (laughs) kindergarten to fifth grade and then sixth, seventh, eighth is middle school, which is just your fucked up years. And then you go ninth through 12th, which is high school. that's That's hectic. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just very active kid, played a ton of sports. Um, It was a very, very good. Like I said, I was just naturally gifted. Uh, I was the best at football. I played lacrosse in high school, loved lacrosse. Um, You know, one of kind of the turning points in my high school career was I I was very good at football, but I was pretty small. Like I'm not a very big dude, Um, like 5'10 on a good day. And, um, you know, my sophomore year, our, our football team in my high school were, was so good that during the playoffs, they would let the starters from the J- junior varsity team, the sophomores, play varsity for the playoffs. And I remember I went into my coach's office and, you know, he does meetings with all the people he's bringing up. And I was a two-way starter. So I figured, you know, I, I would be on no matter what I would be on varsity, but I was, I was a smaller guy. And uh, he told me that he wasn't going to bring me up and he picked this other kid that was like six four terrible never played a down uh and he was gonna bring him up for show and so i remember going home i was devastated and i was like dude fuck this i told my dad i was like fuck this dude i don't need football like i'll play lacrosse like i'll go to college for lacrosse like this is fine and uh you know my dad was like dude don't let this motherfucker like shape who you are so i like so i actually quit lacrosse and went all in on football when uh my my dad hired like I went to this private training facility for months, got bigger, got faster, got stronger, um, was just an absolute animal my junior year. Um, and then my senior year just, just was crazy. I was all conference. Uh, and so I didn't have a ton of offers cause I was so short. So like how football works is like, if you're smaller, you got to kind of go to like a junior college or like a division three, and so I was like, I don't want to go to division three. They're super expensive. Most colleges are super expensive. So I was like, I'll go to a junior college for two years, earn my scholarship and then transfer. So, um, you know, my dream was to play in the NFL. Uh, you know, I'm pretty realistic. I'm a big dreamer, but I'm pretty realistic. And so I got to college. That was a massive dream of mine, just like super achievement. And I was playing at a junior college up in Santa Cruz, California. And plan the first year was just a lot of like growing learning it was like a whole new level of sport like i can't even explain it like college athletics compared to fucking high school is it is just like an eye-opening you're basically you're up at 4 a.m you're working out you go to school then you work out then you fucking go to practice then you're working out it's like wild you live eat shit uh shit it and i loved it and uh my sophomore year i was i was very good. I got very good. I was, uh, I, I won all conference awards and I was small, you know, I was an offensive lineman. So I'm only five ten, but I was pretty big. I was like 270 pounds and, um, That's our team was, pre- <laughs> yeah. So our team was pretty like thin, like we had a lot of injuries. And so 
I was, I think I played right guard. I don't remember, but it was the second to last game. Absolutely didn't matter. And uh, I was, I was playing in the third, it was either the third or fourth quarter. And uh, I shouldn't have been playing because if we would have had people, I would have been out. But uh, I ended up tearing my ACL MCL meniscus. And uh, that was pretty devastating. I had a full ride scholarship to a school in Canada, actually a D1 school in Canada. I was going to go play football at the next year that it just was like so excited, like dream come true. And they pulled my scholarship on Sunday, the next day. Yeah. So uh, be honest, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. I realized very quick that the world is fucking their cutthroat. Um, so, you know, I've kind of always been pretty big, like dream chaser. Like I've always had massive dreams, but I've also been super humble. So like, I don't need a whole lot in my life to be happy. And so I was like, fuck it, dude. I achieved my, you know, playing college football was a dream of mine. And, um, you know, after I tore my ACL, I went to pretty deep depression for like a month. And then I was like, fuck this, I got to get out. And so I got better. I was lucky enough to have like one of the best physical therapists in the, in the West coast, got better five months, left Santa Cruz, moved back to Vegas. Um, immediately I got a job at the air force. And then I was like, ah, I don't want to fucking do this. <clears throat> and so I went to a snap on conference with my dad. They have a conference every August. And, uh, my dad was just starting to expand his business and I was like, fuck it, dude. My dad told me he needed help. And uh, I was like, dude, I'll fucking, I'll work for him. Like, fuck it, dude, I'll help him. He gave me everything growing up and why not? Why not help him out, go work for him, do whatever he needs. And uh, pretty wild. That was eight years ago. But, you know, if I never would have came back to Vegas, I probably would have never reconnected with my wife. So, you know, everything is the best thing ever. And uh, eight years down, kind of wild because I never liked Snap-on as a kid. Like I never used to go to work with my dad. I didn't enjoy it. Now I'm fucking been slanging tools for eight years and fucking riding. Yeah. Yeah. And are are you enjoying the Snap-on work right now? Like, yeah. No, fuck no, Adam. No. No, dude, I just, (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. I'm so transparent. So it's, it's, I can't even lie about it, dude. I hate it every day. Yeah. But I love my life. So you know, following Gary has helped him with that for sure. Like, it sounds like Snap-on's providing you with something though that is going to u- like be useful for your goals. 100%, 100%. Like I'm literally so grateful that I've had this opportunity to learn, I feel, which I feel like every, anything I would need in a business world. Like I, I feel like running the Snap-on franchise for as long as I've, I had and, and the successful I have, like I could do anything. Like I could go do anything. The lessons I've learned, the consistency, the the business practices I've had to go through to be successful, um, have taught me you know everything I would need. And so I'm super grateful for that. And uh, I, we had five franchises, and my dad actually just sold three of them. So it's kind of like in that period where who knows what's going to happen. Like I'm I'm really looking to transition out of this. And and my job was always like kind of like Gary, dude, like I came to work for him, built it up, have no stake in the business. Like, and I just want him to be okay. And then I'll leave when, when the time is right for me to, to take another, you know, to do something that I want, because like, yes, I, I don't enjoy my job, but like, I don't need to just leave it to, to take a different job. Like I want to do something that I want to do. And so, excuse me, I'm comfortable like being in this job until that happens. Yeah. What are some of your biggest challenges with that role? 
definitely working with my dad is, is very hard. Um, because like, he, it's not like he holds it against me, but like, you know, he's got a lot of cynicism because of running the business. And so like, I'm the complete opposite of that. Like I'm super humble, like calm, empathetic. And like, if we disagree on something, like he can almost hold that against me. Like in the fact of like, you know, then he's not pleasant to be around, you know, with, with the kids. He, he literally lives fucking across the street of like yeah. across a main street. And so he lives close and I just like, don't want to deal with that. Like I'm fine dealing yeah. with that and I'm fine talking to him and have those hard conversations, but like, I just, that's not something I want to do. It's not something um, that I need to have like that stress. And like a lot of, honestly, like he brings his stresses down on me, which is fine. Like he obviously needs to do that. And so it's just like, I want to move on from that. And uh, I think that like the, the odd situation that's happening in the, I don't know if the world or just the U S is like, I think the quality level on a lot of things isn't as poor as important anymore. And so like snap on is, is the best quality tool in the world. And I think that a majority of people don't care about that. And I think that's a very odd realization that I've had to yeah. go through. That's it's fascinating. Like very surprising. Cause like, I would think that, uh, and there's a few things here I do want to touch on before I go too crazy on this fucking path, but but it, to me, like um, quality is one of those things that I do find is uh, actually evaporating from the world, which is fucking yeah. um, to me a bit disgusting. And perhaps it is like a broader societal um, gravity that pulls it that way. Like if you want to have fucking 7 billion people, maybe that's actually the reality of that situation. Um, that would suck though. That would not be as cool to me as <clears throat> as maybe the idea that like, it's okay for a um a ryobi to exist because that actually gives more people access to tools that are helpful and provide utility and all that shit but uh there needs to be a snap on right and yeah. I, like i'm not a particular like you know i'm not a tool fucking gearhead but like i i know like i've used a lot of shit in my life right and you know for me maybe it's a uh, cars are a better analogy like I think there is a fucking time and place and a position for the Honda Civic or the Toyota Corolla or whatever. Like, you know, it's, it's going to generally speaking work, but you're not going to have, you know, the luxuries or, or necessarily, well, Toyota is a terrible fucking example because that Corolla will drive a million kilometers, but you know, it's a piece of shit. What can, what am I trying to say here? But, but you know what I mean? Like a Ryobi or some, some version yeah. of that Mastercraft is a big, big brand in Canada that, uh, you know, would be typical for somebody to cheap out on. And like, you know, if you're buying that shit, like, yeah, that drill is going to work. And you know what, for a lot of people, it's probably the ideal fucking thing, right? Yeah. Because they're, they're not making a, a trade out of it. They're not going to use it enough in their life. Anyways, they're lazy fucks that aren't actually building anything or, doing anything with the tools so that's fair but uh, there's like I, I would hope that the snap-on people do fucking care though like i want to come to you when i'm trying to <laughs> drop like real cheddar on a fucking toolbox that i'm gonna have for 50 years and oh, give yeah, it to dude. and give it to like my fucking you know three generations from now everybody knows the red yeah. fucking toolbox like everybody knows yeah. the red fucking brand with the chrome tools and you're like yeah it's fucking snap-on <laughs> So, so if you go to like the, the Midwest or the mid 
like middle of the country or the East coast is totally different. Like there is generational shops, there is shops passing stuff down. So it's a little bit harder on the West coast. And like, I, I don't use that as an excuse. It's just reality. But like the thing that's kind of crazy, dude, is like, there's no loyalty and the issue, the reason I convinced my dad to, to sell the business, to sell those three franchises is because I told him like, we can't scale this, right? So because of our franchise agreement, we have a list of calls. So we have a list of stops with a list of headcount. And I can't just like go to someone's shop. Like if another dealer sucks, I can't just go there. Even yeah. if the guy like only wants to deal with me, I cannot. Because if I go there and they catch me, they can revoke my franchise. And so like, brutal. that's amazing because it protects us. Yeah. yeah. But do, like I was, uh, you know, I had this conversation with Dan. I don't talk about it a lot, but through maybe like three years ago, I was number five in the world and snap on. So, you know, the top five are very close as far as numbers go. And there was no like going higher. There was no, like, yeah. I couldn't work more. I was working 90 hours a week or whatever I was doing. And I was just like, yeah, I can't go get better. Like there's yeah. no like making more scalable. money at this point. I've, I've maxed it out. And, uh, so then I was like, well, fuck this. Like, I don't need this money. Like I'm not, you know, I, I wasn't making enough money to justify the hours. So I was like, dude, that was just when I had like a couple of my first kid. And I was like, dude, I'm just gonna like start working less. And I honestly like, co then COVID happened. And I was like, dad, like, Hey, can I take off Mondays? And he's like, yeah, you can take off Mondays as long as your numbers don't go down. And I was like, sick. And dude, my numbers didn't go down. So yeah. then I was like, well, what the fuck am I doing? Like, and so it's been the best thing that I only work Tuesday, Tuesday to Friday, which I'm, I'm obviously grateful for. But at the same time, like, I don't necessarily not want to work Mondays, but if there's no point to work Mondays, yeah. like I'm not going to go do it. And so like, I want to do something like build a fucking company or like, I just told my dad, I was like, dude, we could go build an Amazon business yeah. and fucking scale it. I was like, what are we doing? Like selling to these guys that don't appreciate us. And I, of course I have, dude, maybe it's the saddest part is I probably have a thousand customers and maybe like 10 of them actually give a fuck. Yeah. It's just like wild to me. And so it's like, there's no loyalty. So that's, that's hard for me because I'm a very loyal person. I'm a very ethical person. Like I would die for my friends. I would be loyal to a company that takes care of me. And so kind of back to my first point, like it doesn't almost matter anymore. My customer service. Yeah. Cause like, they'll just go like, Oh fuck, this other company has it for $20 cheaper. I'll just go buy it. And it's like, dude, I fucking died for you in this business. And I've helped you out. 10 times. And like, I have a memory that's crazy. So I ever, I remember this shit. And it's just like, that hits me deeper where I'm like, dude, I've literally done so many things for you. And you're going to go buy this set from him, which is fine. Like I want everybody to succeed. There's enough for everyone, but I'm just like, come on. Like, you know what I mean? Well, then why am I doing the above and beyond shit? Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think one of the challenges there, like there, there's a couple things you're touching on and like, it is unfortunate that there's a lack of loyalty throughout um, the markets. And again, I think it's trained just by like how our society's laid out. Like everything's fast. Everything's like high time preference. Everything's like, you know, snappy attention deficit fucking like, you know, everywhere. Everybody's just like, yeah, yeah, let's fucking get it right now. And like, if they could save 20 bucks, let's do that. Um, and so unfortunately, like high quality customer service and products go a little bit uh, under the radar. But um, I think you're also touching on something else, which is like, it's really hard to want to go over, like, you know, over and above to like a 
high degree for a long, consistent period of time on something that doesn't feel purposeful. Right. And I think that's yeah. a challenge too, where like, you know, if you go all in on selling that fucking set, does it change the world? And like, if it did, you probably wouldn't give a shit if somebody kind of, you know, slighted you, like maybe they mentally didn't even know how much you would help them. But yeah. it, it, it might be hard to imagine that with like a fucking set of tools, right? Like maybe that's just the problem is that the actual product itself is not purposeful enough to like give you the value, extrin like uh, intrinsic value, right? So yeah, dude, like that's a challenge. Yeah, like, I, I 100% agree with you. And, and I, I, I kind of my point I've been thinking about lately is like, I, I've helped a lot of my customers, you know, just because because at the same time I say that stuff, this is what's funny is like, you know, it's, I love my wife and we talk about this, but she, she views it as me complaining and it's just me being real about the situation I'm in. And I tell people like, it's not, I'm not going to stop being good customer service. I don't know yeah. how to not do good customer service. It's ingrained in me, yeah, but all high performers. I, yeah. But I might not go to your house at 6 PM. Cause I'm just like, yeah, fuck yeah. It, dude, I'm going to go home yeah, to my tomorrow, kids. Bro. And, um, like, dude, when I gave Audiomatic that nifty portal and like literally convinced him that his winning streak had started, he is on an absolute positivity, just fucking downhill, just journey, dude. And he had, has said probably five times in the last week that he is a better dad to his son. And so th that Fuck. right there is Holy literally shit. like 10 X more important than me selling tools. It, like, it's just like, fuck. It, it, you know, it's, I gave him a fucking nifty portal, like a $300 or yeah. whatever the fuck price it was, you know, cause he's such a good dude for him to just realize in his brain, like he can be even more. Dude, that's fucking exciting. I, I think that's one of those. <clears throat> yeah. I think there's a broader life lesson there, right? Like generosity is one of those things that's uh, not necessarily tied to, uh, you know, monetary value or even as much effort as you're putting in it, it's, it's about impact. Right. And, and the perspective you can impose on somebody else. And that's fucking exciting, dude. Like, but yeah. And I, I that must feel like, you know, a hundred times better than like <laughs> any deal you've ever closed. Right. Like, bro, I'm a better dad now or today or this <laughs> week or whatever. You're like, Holy shit, dude. And I think inspiring people is really cool. Um, one of the next businesses that, uh, I've been working on and, and, you know, I'm meeting uh, a few times a week now with Matt to, to build this out is, is uh, I, we're having a really fucking hard time defining this, which is already a challenge. Um, but <laughs> like, that's a, a weird thing for me too, because I'm a, you know, I'm a fucking verbose dude. So like, it's weird <laughs> when I can't put into words what I'm thinking. And okay. uh, so what we're built, what we're building on and, Matt's probably gonna be fucking rattled because he's not said anything about this online or anywhere, but um, we're building out essentially a media company that's gonna be an umbrella of educational, extremely purposeful and intentional content that's gonna help, should help people that are out there thinking about, you know, these fucking people that are out there that are like us, man. They're either bored, they're lonely, they're looking for more purpose. They need that fucking gift. They need somebody to start that winning streak for them. Maybe they just need a place to uh, come and, and listen to people rant about things that they also are thinking, but nobody else is saying in their life. And like, 
man, I, I couldn't agree more with you. One of the things you said just now was like COVID fucking might've been one of the best things ever uh, because it, it made you realize that like maybe the Monday didn't actually move the needle. Right. And for us, like it made us realize some more things that like maybe what we were doing at all wasn't moving the needle. Right. Cause like I can go do another duplex. I can go do another triplex and like, yeah, we'll probably make 50 grand, 60 grand, 70 grand, whatever. I'll buy another watch. I'll fucking do, you know, some stupid shit. And like, uh, realistically, like even as like a Rolex guy, how many fucking Rolexes do you need? Like, does it matter? Like, does, <laughs> yeah, does yeah. one more watch matter to me? And it's like, well, actually fucking no, not really. It is one of my passions. So like, I, I, I admire them, but you know, at the end of the day, like I'm pretty sure my fucking tombstone is not going to have my number of Rolexes on it. Right. It's going to be like, yeah. you know, hopefully I would like to say I helped inspire a fucking ton of people, or I was that voice that somebody needed when they were down bad or that voice when they need, they needed when they were up good and were about to fucking stagnate or when they were up good and just literally you know, thought they were at the ceiling, but really it was just something they could smash through. The ceiling was glass, get through it. And like, I think that is something you want to go over and above for. That's something you want to do. Um, you know, and like, not that this is like a crazy thing, but like, you know, this is an 1130 PM podcast here right now. And like, yeah. I'm fucking digging it, bro. Like we can sit here till four in the morning. I don't care. I love this shit in the same yeah. way that like, you know, maybe it is a bit of a to go to your client's house at fucking 7 p.m. after you've worked a full day at snap one to like deliver some tools to go over and above for somebody that doesn't give a fuck like <laughs> i just hope that like anybody might listen to this eventually and get something right anything out of this yeah. and or, or better yet fucking me <laughs> right just talking yeah. to you right like oh, that would be the ultimate yeah. place to start is is i get something or you get something out of the conversation and then uh and then it's there and that's kind of what Matt and I started DGen friends for was so that we could plug in better to the NFT space, but also just fucking have it like literally force ourselves to hang out every day. Right. Because yeah. it's so easy for us to just fucking disappear into the world of fucking projects yeah. and people and businesses and training and accountability and operations and accounting and finance and sales. And Holy fuck. By the end yeah. of it, it, it's the end of the day. And you're just like, dude, I just want to fucking, I'm going to chill and watch some Netflix, maybe jerk off. Like I'm done. I don't want to do anything. And, uh, and I don't even have a kid. Like you got a kid now you got to go home and show up for. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, so anyways. Uh, yeah. Dude, I got to read you this. I got to read you this really on. quick, dude. Read it. Let's hear it. I, I, I love it. I love, I love what you're working on and we are going to dial in. I think we need to dial in what we're, what you're going to call it. And we can fucking workshop that shit, but I'm going to read you this because of what you said about the Rolex, dude. It's literally my favorite poem. It's literally something I fucking live by. I read it on every single episode. It's called the dash. So I, it's, I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on, on her tombstone from beginning to the end. He noted that first came her date of her birth and spoke the following date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time that she spent alive on earth. And now only those who loved her know what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that can still be rearranged. If we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way other people feel. 
and be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remembering that this special dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you spent your dash? Bro. Holy That's fuck. literally what you do. You literally were like, yeah, I like these Rolexes, but does it fucking matter? And yeah. it's like, dude, no, it doesn't, dude, because that's what I think about. I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I'm pretty, I, I'm very religious. And so like, dude, I just think like I was put here, to, I wasn't put here to fucking sell tools, dude. Like I'm yeah. given this natural energy and enthusiasm and happiness. Like I just want to explode that into the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that. First of all, that poem's fucking incredible. Cause like, wow, what like what a uh, what a profound thing to to narrow in on. First of all, as a poet, I mean, like the actual dash, right? Like the concept of that is fucking crazy. Cause it is so powerful. Like that is literally the meaningful part of that entire thing. Um, that's fucking cool. One one thing in there that stood out right away is, uh, and here's my red background. Is just like the what one of the things I need to work on in that poem is uh, just like quick to anger, because like yeah. I feel like I'm so mentally uh, like busy all the time that like some yeah. small shit just sets me off and I don't know why and like I, I I'm literally one of those like flash in the pan type things so like it just I get like pissed right off mostly frustrated. And then I'm instantly fine, like three seconds later. And it's like, it never happened, but I'm like, I need that like moment to just fucking have a nuclear explosion. And uh, I think that's probably <laughs> something to, uh, to like, you know, think about, right. Because like the, the, the gratitude portion and, and all of that, I feel like I've got that nailed down, but um, it's like the, the other side of that is just like, bro, there's probably a better quality of life waiting for you if you just didn't get fucking super pissed at like the dumbest shit because it doesn't matter, yeah. right? Most of it no. doesn't. Yeah. And no. to, dude, so that's something that I've had to work on. So like, I my, so my dad is like that and instant reaction. And <laughs> so I'm, I'm like that, right? Like just, I'm his son. So I'm like that. And yeah. so, you know, early on in our working together, he would fucking fire at me and, and I'm fire back. Like I can take no shit. Yeah. Like if, if I fucked up, I'll take it. But if I didn't fuck up, I ain't taking shit. You know what I mean? And so I had to learn to, to slow down, to, to relax, to take a breath and just, you know, talk to him in a normal way. And it took a lot of time, dude. It took a lot of time, even with, you know, especially, you know, with my wife, like we we're so good at communicating now, but we had to work on that. We had yeah. to work on like how we react to things that we do, you know, and sometimes I do fucking really stupid shit. And sometimes <laughs> she does really stupid shit, but yeah. it's like, there's no good in, in reacting in anger. And so like Gary, dude, that's like, I always think about Gary. Cause I'm just like, fuck man, how the fuck does he do? Like, you know, when he's at a, I think about when he's speaking and people ask him the same question and I'm yeah. just like, fuck man, it's no one fucking listening to him. And he just doesn't, he doesn't, even take that into consideration he just responds with like like empathy and love and like it's like fuck dude and so that's what i think about is like being more like that which is so hard but yeah. like the payoff is great to be honest like the payoff is really great like you know I, I i've had to learn that in snap on i've had several customers scream in my face and 
I, you know, we could have gone to a shouting match, but I just, at the end of the day, realized like, they're not yelling at me. Like they're yeah. not yelling They're They got some fucked up shit going on in their life. And so like, why would I want to react and start an argument that's going to, I could bring home potentially to, to my family. Like, I don't want that shit. So like, yeah, I'm there to, I'm there to be there, listen, and then help them through that situation in any way possible. And if they don't like that, that's fine. Cause the, at the end of the day, I can only do my best. And so I used to react a lot like that. And it's, it took me a while to like learn it, but, but that took me to the next level in business. Like just, you know, just being able to just stay calm in situations, even yeah. stupid fucking situations that, that really, the way that you feel is like, why the fuck am I dealing with this right now? Why the fuck am I even listening to this? But it's really like, okay, let me calm yeah. down. You know what I mean? Yeah. My thing is like, I, I'm mostly internal nuke. So like, I'll, I'll just be like, <laughs> I'll just give somebody like the fucking face. And like, yeah. I, I guess most of my, like a, out, my outward anger is mostly uh, nonverbal. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> I'll just look at you like, bro, you are so fucking stupid right now. And like, I don't know, but uh, yeah, no, I think I've, I've done well at like, you know, turning all of it inward. So I'm just like, kind of, <laughs> I just like switch and I'm just like, you fucking stupid motherfuckers, but I'm the ultimate. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of that too. Like if it's me fucking up, yeah, you've earned it, take it. If you haven't earned it, you know, at, at this point I'm pretty calm and, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's the, the other, the other dangerous thing is the like fuck you money. I think that that hurts sometimes too, because like if somebody's going off like if somebody in my business is like going crazy at us, I'm just like, this is hilarious how fast I will drop you as a customer. I literally don't care. Like I'd rather burn thirty thousand dollars in front of both of us and have <laughs> you have to sit through the misery of watching it go away. Yeah, like, one of the one of the greatest like things I can say. I don't think it's on that scale that you're at, but like being able to file fire customers in my business is yeah. the best, dude. So I'm just good. like, you guys fucking think I need you. Like I don't, yeah. I don't understand. Like I'll just yeah. fucking get ten other customers that'll pay me the same amount as you. And I'll be fine. Like yeah. it's wild. On our last, uh, on the last episode, actually of Miked Up Millionaires, we kind of explored uh, with the real estate. You know, somebody I know in the real estate world, like the idea of at the beginning, a lot of uh, you know entrepreneurs really think that every customer must be theirs, and that and they try and do all these things and jump through all these hoops to to achieve and retain every customer, rather than focusing on the best customer for you, right? And yeah a lot of people change their behavior. They change their personality. They change their communication styles. They change all this shit to try and appeal to everybody. And realistically, I think that's the root cause of so much of their fucking stress and unhappiness. And like, you know, those days where they do actually bring it home. Right. Because like, if you're, if you're showing back home, like up back at home with like all that shit inside of you, it's probably because you're not living, you know, your actual self at work. Yeah. And I, and I think that, you know, I've been there when I worked an office job, like every day you show up in the fucking suit, you wear the shit that you need to wear. You say the things that you're supposed to say, you check all the boxes that were on the fucking checklist. And then, uh, and then, you know, you eventually, you go home at the end of the day, five, six, 7 PM, you go home and you, you, you arrive back at home frustrated with, with the fact that you're just being controlled. You're being manipulated. You're being fucking told what to do. And, uh, and it's just not you, right. You're, you're saying things that you otherwise wouldn't have to say in a normal, uh, 
uh, in a normal day. And I think that was the the straw really on the camel's back for me. It was like, I'm getting fat, miserable, angry, frustrated, and I'm bringing it back with me every day. And I just want to tell these people to fuck themselves. And of course, a lot of work, <laughs> a lot of work goes into getting to a position where you can. Um, but everybody should strive for that, I think, because you shouldn't have to put up with people's bullshit. You should empathize with people when it is just them, like having a shit day. I, I respect that, right? Like uh, a lot of people, like if they are frustrated, most of the time it's just like, hey, dude, um, one of the tricks we we often use is just labeling, right? Like it sounds like you're having a pretty rough day, right? And most people in the in like a heat of an anger situation, if you go, hey, dude, I get it. It sounds like you're having a pretty rough day. They will literally bring down 50% worth of their like energy on like being exerted on you instantly. And then the yeah. next like 50%, you can bring that down with just like some, some basic shit, like even some relatable things like, Hey man, I was stuck in traffic today. I was fucking furious. Like some dude cut me off. It was awful, whatever. Right. And then uh, like, that's a trick we often use, but yeah, I think it's powerful to be able to just be yourself. And like, that's one cool thing that uh, attracted me to you in Minneapolis where we met. I was like, this motherfucker is just sitting here being himself. And I love that version of him. Right. Yeah. And then like, but that's just always you. Right. And, yeah. and that's the, the version of myself I present as well Is like, I just yeah. want to always be me. And in that way I can put in 12 hour, 14 hour, 16 hour days without ever having to feel the pressure of fucking acting like why do you think tom cruise is jumping on oprah's fucking couch like a psycho well he's fucking acting all the time he, he's he's trying to be uh, like 10 other people per year no dude i think like instantly like it it, it was kind of odd because like you know at that v friends party like it was awesome but i was just like not really vibing with many people um you know, I, you, you know, this being in business, you can catch on to bullshit so fast. And I just like in my life, don't fuck with that in my real life, like not out of work. Like I just don't fuck around with like fake people or full of shit people. And there were so many of that. And so I just like, I didn't engage with that. And so that's, we were sitting at the table and, you know, I, obviously I'm outgoing guy. Like I don't have fucking nothing to hide and we we're sitting there and, and uh, you know, Doughboy and Primo are, it's their first time like being in an event like this. So, you know, we're all just hanging and then you came up and I was like, this is my fucking guy. I was like this, I knew exactly you were you. And I, and that's why we connected for sure. Because I was like, dude, like, well, why would I fucking want to be anybody else? And, and you know, it's the funny thing is like, we connected on a lot of things. We connected on like a political view. We collected, we um, connected on a bunch of different stuff. But, like you would have known right away if we didn't connect, if you said some shit about communism in Canada. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, well, I thought Can Canada was totally okay. And, and then you would have been like, oh yeah, fuck you. I'm out, you know? But yeah. it, it's like, I, I, I almost refuse to not live who I am yeah. because like, I just don't give a fuck. Like if you don't like, like, like I just know what I'm capable. Like, it sounds so bad. Like it's kind of like Gary, like Gary's so confident. And he says this, like, he, he said the other day on a podcast, like he's got so much conviction that comes off a lot of times when people see him for the first time as cockiness. Yeah. And I just, I have that same thing. And you have that where like, yeah. we just know who we are and we know what we're capable of. And we know how like to execute where it's like, dude, when I think about leaving snap on and I think about like running a business or doing NFTs full time or running a fucking NFT project. Like 
I literally don't even know what that would be like. My mind is going to explode because I just know that I'm going to go 1000 X because I'm going to love it. I already love it. And I'm not even doing it full time. I'm making no money. So it's like, dude, I just like, I don't even know what I'm capable. I do know what I'm capable of, but like at the same time, I'm just like, fuck, what's going to happen when I actually get into that? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm fired up to see what happens. Right. And I think, I think one of the coolest parts too, is as we go through these like live events, as we explore NFTs and all these various communities is we get to collect people, right. We get to like collect and build on our networks. And I think that's perhaps one of the most entertaining thing for me right now, or like valuable things for me is that, you know, I can meet someone like yourself and like, now I get to fucking play along. Like now I get to watch yeah. as uh you know, as you explore all those things, and I'm excited to just see what the fuck happens. Like what, what brand will you build? Like how far are you going to take it? What sort of enthusiasm will you bring into that? And what the hell can I learn from that? And, um, and, you know, and also get excited by it. Like you're wearing, uh, I noticed you're wearing your hype shirt, right? So like, you know, if you're getting people hyped, like that is actually extremely valuable, valuable on a two-way street. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I would love to talk about that brand because like that's a really exciting thing for anybody you run into, right? From the person who's trying to like get 1% better to the person who's trying to 10X or 100X their business um, or even to somebody like your dad, right? Who who maybe has a different outlook and you're just trying to get him to change one degree so that across the thousand miles, he's going to end up at a totally different destination right? Like, yeah. Oh, fuck, dude. That's like, you, you couldn't have said it better. Like, that's exactly right. Why we created hyped. And, uh, you know, back in the day, this is probably fucking six years ago now, dude, me and me and Doughboy created it. And, you know, we, we weren't happy. We wanted to do something. We had went to this, um, course called rapport leadership international, and it, was, it absolutely changed our lives. And I was just like, what the fuck are we going to do, man? Like, we have to do something. We have to create a company that we can just fucking go all in on. And we came up with Hyped and the acronym, you know, Hyped is H-I-P-E-D. It stands for happiness, inspiration, positivity, enthusiasm, and dreams. But like the perfect fucking words in one. And then the logo is an H with a heartbeat in the middle um, because we just don't know how many heartbeats we have. So it's like just all around perfect. And and kind of went all in on it you know we we started doing content yeah uh we were doing so much shit content we were selling shirts um and it was just too much it was just too much like my wife wasn't ready she was like she wasn't ready for me to start doing this at the same time of our relationship you know we were very that's probably the first year we were married um i, I don't even know if she, she might have been pregnant um and, and to be honest like we got to a point where i was doing 90 percent of the work and doughboy was doing 10 and I was just like, man, I just, I, I started resenting him and I was just like, I don't want this. Like, we're too good of friends. You know, he's my brother. I basically consider him my brother. And so I was like, I just can't do this, man. Like we had so much good traction. And the funny thing that I tell people is like every single person I've ever told about hyped likes it. I've never had someone not like it. And so I just know that it's good. I'm like, dude, this is good. Like, it's going to be good. However, what, whatever I do. And so it's like, I, I've been through enough sales to know that it's not full of shit. And so now I'm doing it solo because I can rely on, on myself and Doughboy's now doing snap on himself. He bought the franchise, which is I'm so excited for him. And it's like, I just feel so good about it, man. Like even whatever comes out of it, like, you know, I, I talked to Dan a lot, you know, I talked to Dan at least 
at least every other day probably um and you know the relationship that i have with you and matt but it's like dude i just want to see all of this grow and i'm just like so excited i was talking to dan on monday or something about it i was just like dude just said so many missed opportunities that are just right in people's faces and they don't even see it and and, and i'm just like so excited to see like what you said like what's going to happen you know what can we do and execute on yeah and i i think it's um i think one of the reasons why it's such an easy sell is like everybody fucking needs that like everybody (laughs) needs that shit and nobody talks about it like when yeah this is like one of the challenges like i just uh and covered this on the last episode as well but like it's worth repeating is like i actually just brought my grandparents to one of those like crazy um escape rooms like one of those modern fucking wild escape rooms and like (laughs) they're so advanced now and just trippy and like they're hardcore and like it it has me thinking now too like the d and hyped dreams like dreaming like when is the last time like my grandparents or like anybody's parents were really dreaming like outside of like oh we want to go on vacation this year or whatever like no man like like i just wonder at what point do people stop consciously focusing on the things that actually matter like i think it's uh it's really unfortunate that we're getting pulled into this like super hyper uh, again going back to like the quality not mattering or or there not being any um loyalty it's just like we're so drawn towards this fast pace like you know consume everything all at once as fast as possible highest time preference and uh, it doesn't help anything because like it actually prevents you from dreaming it actually prevents you from being enthusiastic it actually prevents you from like taking the time to live life fully which might be as simple as like just straight up walking in the sun with your fucking feet on the grass and like i I don't know like i I feel like a lot of people just don't appreciate like life as it is like life is fucking crazy and beautiful and like (laughs) i I think the cool thing about the hype brand is like if that's going to be under a spotlight for people they will focus on it because like we understand that like we're one of these really unique creatures that can understand like beauty and the value of that and uh i think it's fascinating that we often choose not to focus on that like yeah i i agree dude i think like it's a lot to do with perspective and like you know I, i did a podcast with nft god obviously you know him um he's coming on tomorrow but like he, he had said, like, he doesn't really dream, you know, he has big goals, but he's so focused on his process. And so that was cool for me. Cause I was like, dude, I got crazy dreams. Like I got like, yeah. you know, retire at 35. I've been saying that since I was 18 and then like just fucking crazy dreams, bro. And it's like, but I, but I don't necessarily care about that. I love the process, just like what he was saying. And so I, I think there's multiple ways to focus on that. And, you know, something me and my wife have been focused on is like living for right now, like living yep. right now and, and, you know, get, getting home and putting my phone down, not doing shit on that. Like if I'm at home with, I'm with the kids, I'm with them. Right. And so like, it's like we've fallen into this, like what you're saying, like people think that like a, no time is an excuse. It's just like, just not an excuse, dude. It was kind of like, um, 
you know, that conversation we had on the phone, yeah. I was like, dude, people acting like they're above other people. I was like, dude, I got three fucking kids. I'm running a business for my father and I still have enough time to tweet 10 times a day. I still have enough time to be a good father. I still have enough time to be a good husband, to build a bed for my son. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like to come on this podcast, to do another podcast that I'm doing. It's like, it's just not a excuse. And that, and that comes back to accountability, like a lack of accountability and even a lack of accountability for wanting to dream like to want like to being stagnant in your fucking life. And it's like, not like it's like plain and simple. We have one opportunity. That's it. Like, you know, I'm 28 and I'm just like, fuck man. I just want to do so much more. And like, that's why like you and Matt, like when I met you guys, I was just like, so motivated. I'm like, fuck man. I just want like, I love these guys. Like I'm wanting to level up my life even more and um, just do more, man. Like, you see what Gary's doing? Like he's fucking signing people's shoes, dude, at VCon. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, this guy's like, I want to do this shit. Like he's no. And he says that dude, he's not special. And, and that's what I say too, all the time. Like I'm not some special person and like, I don't know anything about cars. So it's funny that I was top five in snap on. Cause I don't yeah. fucking know anything about cars, yeah. but I know how to do my business and I know how to be consistent and customer service and sell. And so it's like, it's like anybody can do anything, but, and so the fucking, yeah, the time thing is no excuses, man. I'm so aggravated at that. The lack of accountability. And then she, what you're saying, dude, the lack of people wanting to dream to get better in their life. Like whether that be buy a car next year, like, I don't know if that's a fucking dream. Like that's cool, you know? And, and if that can be a dream and you can execute that, but like, yeah, man, like if people being like, um, I don't even know. I would say like stagnant or lazy in their life. Like it's just, there's so much worse situations you can be in. Like, yeah, can, like Canada's fucked, man. It sounds fucked, but like, Bro. it could literally still, it could still be worse. You know, like, I hate to say that I'm so empathetic towards you guys, but like, it could be fucking Africa. Like it could be like no clean water <laughs> yeah. huts. You know what I mean? So it's like, fuck, That's it could always be worse. You're just describing a Canadian native reserve. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, dude, highlight of my fucking couple last couple weeks was when I on on the DGen friends was like, Matt, I just need to know right now. I'm not gonna get vaxxed, but can I stay at the Citadel? And he was like, Absolutely. Yes. I was yeah. like, I told my wife, I literally told my wife that night. <laughs> yeah, dude, so funny. Fuck, man. Yeah, I don't know. Shit can definitely get worse, but that's why I think like you know, hope or this hope and dreaming are very important to do and like. I just think it sets in motion like hope or another word for dreaming might even just be strategy. And that sets into motion the ability to determine tactics, right? If you have a strategy, you can determine the tactics to get to achieve that strategy. And uh, so dreaming leads to goals and goals lead to things that you can measure, right? And things that you can begin making progress on. And that's where I actually think like that. This fucking guy, um, Alex Hermosi, seems to be blowing up on Instagram and YouTube and shit right now. And he's like the, uh, I, I don't know, like the most popular business guru right now. And he made a whole like mini clip thing that was very, it went super, like all of his shit goes super viral, but this one also did. And it pissed me off because his point was like, you know, uh, you know, making your bed doesn't make you money. Uh, like it doesn't actually grow your business, but I'm like, man, like that's not the fucking point of that statement. The statement <laughs> is you need to get 
fucking 1% better in order to get 100% better eventually. Like, and it's very difficult to do that if the shit in your life isn't in order, right? Whether that's making your bed, cleaning your room, cleaning your house, cleaning your car, making sure your workspace is tidied up. And like, none of that shit is going to make you money. That's, that's true. But if all of that stuff's done, it frees up all this mental bandwidth for you. And that's when you can actually get to work on the tactics. Like if you're trying to work out, it's like, you don't fucking go to the gym and get a six pack the next day. You have to go there consistently and work at it and build on it over years. Like it just, that's how that works. And uh, consistency and the ability to like have a long-term plan is really key. And I think that's what dreaming is. I think dreaming is like, we're going to say something absurd. That's fine. Hey, I want, you know, a lot of like, you know, the traditional guy thing. I want a boat and a car and a plane. And Okay, cool. That's fine. If you wanted to have all of that, what would it cost? Well, sure. Go look up fucking G6 jets. And you're like, fuck, they're only like 5 million bucks. Like that's not even that bad. And then you're like, okay, you want a Lamborghini? Only really a million bucks will get you a great Lamborghini. Okay, fuck. Awesome. We're off to the races. You want a really beautiful house? Well, where do you want it? Okay, well, I'll look up a few places that you think would be really cool to have it. Oh, shit. Actually, beautiful houses are only 2 million. So now for a smooth, cool, calm, $10 million, you can literally have your dream. Well, what does that actually look like? Right. And like, once you start thinking about $10 million, you're like, oh shit. Um, you're like, what? Hey, hold on, hold on. Divided by 12. Okay. So, you know, we only need to make like 833,000 for a little while. And it's like, why do you do that? I don't know. Like what, what, how much could I make if I flipped the house? Well, let's go talk to some people that are flipping houses. Well, maybe you make a hundred grand. Okay. We'll do that eight fucking times. Right. And then do it eight more times and keep doing it. Or maybe do better projects or more at, with more efficiency. And like all of a sudden some crazy dream turns into a definable goal that you can measure and start making progress on. And maybe you don't get the G six. Maybe you have to settle for a G five because your bitch ass didn't follow the plan, but you still get it right. Like, if you start today and i think that's where the uh you know you have to dream first i, I don't because yeah. like if you don't dream first or you don't have a goal first like you will stop before you get yeah. to the level of activity required to hit the thing that you want like yeah and that goes for everything like even for the people that want a simple life like life's not simple bitch sorry you've got dental you've got healthcare issues you've got fucking accidents you've got uh political turmoil you thought you were cool you were gonna retire that's all good except hey guess what you donated to the uh trucker freedom con convoy now fucking td bank froze your bank accounts because you're you're contributing to a terrorist organization of peaceful protesters and, it, so and i know that sounds orwellian but it happened this year in 2022 in fucking canada so it's like you know you might have a plan but no plan survives contact with the enemy like you 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 will need more resources than you think so have a yeah. fucking plan start dreaming <laughs> no i i i fucking love it dude and one of the best episodes of dgen friends was when you guys went over like the list of shit you guys have ready for if like the apocalypse happens i love it's like i love this dude i love this be prepared um you don't want to regret not being prepared and then like like 
last year, I think it was, when that food shit happened in the U.S. where, like, we couldn't get any food. They were out of shit. Dude, we started stocking up. We get food storage. We just bought a cow that's coming. I got to pick it up on Saturday. Sick. Like, we're just getting ready, dude. I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen, but, like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna be here not ready. Like, there's just yeah. not enough. There's no chance I'm not going to be ready for this shit. Yeah, you I know? hope you, you guys have a generator for the house because uh, i don't have one yet but i need to you actually so do you have a good on. generator do you um, have a good one not at this house but at uh at the property i'm gonna be buying for after because this house we're done in november um because we're gonna come see you but uh <laughs> that's right i need to buy another house that i'll view as kind of like my castle slash home base where i will have full <laughs> generator backup and food storage and all that shit but because i, I actually think um like without going too off the rails here, I think power is one of the more interesting things that can fail very easily. The US power grid's a piece of shit. It's so exploitable. It's the most easy to like, if you were going to say like, how do you really royally fuck the US, you would attack their power grid. And it would be so simple. Like it, that thing's being held together with toothpicks and fucking duct tape. So like, that's one of the things, especially in, in, uh, in Vegas, like where it's a very, temperate climate like if you everybody turns on an ac at once the whole country goes fucking dark for like a week so like and then like you know you're not keeping food food really that long if it's 105 degrees out there every day right in the show yeah. show so like fuck that yeah you gotta have a generator for sure generator well, you, are you company. guys actually gonna come down here I, are you guys actually gonna hey the US? We're, we're planning on uh if yeah, fuck you, RCMP, if you're listening to this. But um, yeah, we're going to leave roughly November 1st. Well, I'm going to leave here November 1st. And it, it takes like three days to drive to Matt's. And then we'll kind of drop down into the States in November sometime. Hopefully, you guys before... are that, you're that far from Matt. It's three days. Yeah, and it's the same province, bro. Like, it's the same state. It's wild, yeah. It takes, it takes it's a full 24 hours of just driving. That's wild. And you don't leave this like state. I'm honestly surprised. I'm surprised you guys don't live closer. What happened? Because oh, you used to live only to live... six hours away, right? We used to live together. Or, or, we used to... Two, We've lived together know. in two different houses. So um, yeah, we used to live together and uh, he bought his fucking like his just bug out property. And I'm like, cool. And I also bought mine, uh, which is like three hours north of like where my family lives but six hours north of here so like i've got like a, a fucking cabin in the woods 100 acres surrounded by 3500 acres of just like public land so it is a fucking monster property uh, so that thing's getting lit up with generator and all that shit so that's what you were building right yeah that's what you're yeah, working on just built the walls for that this weekend um so it's got a floor foundation walls need a roof need windows doors and uh you know anti-aircraft <laughs> but you're you're building the whole thing yeah bro that's yeah. wild dude yeah you gotta send it if you want that's shit, so you gotta, sick you gotta get after it right like nobody's nobody's gonna fucking do it for us man nobody's so gonna come I, help us i fucking love it dude so what do you so what does your family think about canada like how much – first of all, how much family do you have in Canada? Not much. And second of all, okay, who do, who do you have in Canada? Like realistically, we have a pretty small family. Like my grandpa comes from New Brunswick, which is like the uh, French kind of fucking 
maritime type thing off to the side. And uh, he moved to Ontario when he was like 16 or something and uh, started his family there. So it's really just my grandparents and my mom and my sister and stepdad. And that's fucking it. And then uh, Christina's just got her mom and sister, all her, all her family's in Ukraine. And uh, so like really small family here. And my mom's sister lives in Italy, so she doesn't, she's only here like once or twice a year. So it's pretty small family and we just fucking, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. They're trying to like sell their house and get something smaller because they've got a pretty big property and it's just a lot to maintain. So they're trying to get rid yeah. of that, but yeah, I don't know what they what they really think. I don't think they they were ever in a position to really think, right? Because it was just like work to live to survive type thing. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't think they really care. And I mean, they've got like health issues. They're getting older as well. Like my grandparents are in their seventies, so they're starting to think about like just kind of calming the fuck down. So they've got their you know vaccines and stuff, so they can travel. So they don't give a fuck, but. Uh, I'm like, sorry, guys, I'm not playing. I'm not playing ball. I, I refuse to participate in this fucking show and pony act. Like, you guys can. I understand that decision, but it, it's not something that you can force me to do, right? And I will fucking go down with that shit. <laughs> so how long have you been with Christina? Uh, like two years. Okay, that's yeah. cool. And she's the same. She, so since COVID. Yeah, COVID. Yeah, it was a COVID thing. It was a COVID relationship. I know. Can you imagine? Who, Tell me about that. Tell who, me about how that happened. Who the fuck does that? So, well, I was teaching a real estate uh, investing seminar kind of coaching thing. And uh, she was one of the mentees in there. And like, you know, she was hot for teacher, of course, because I was wearing a fucking power blue suit. I was doing fucking push-ups. Bro, at the time I was 175 pounds with an eight pack. Like, dude, I was shredded. Like, yeah, everybody was like, holy fuck, this guy is out for blood. And I was, I was a carnal little sinning fuck. And uh, yeah. And anyways, we met, she absolutely fucking turned me down hard that night. I was like, Hey, we should go fucking grab dinner or something. Maybe come back to my hotel. She's like, absolutely not. I don't fucking do that. And I was like, that's hilarious. I'll fucking follow up with you tomorrow. Uh, enough, <laughs> enough follow-up and uh you know i generally speak you know, always get what i want so i uh i chased her down man hunted her just hunted it and then uh eventually well, yeah we we went out for dinner a few times and we fucking had an absolute blast and this was before uh the fucking communist party locked into full effect uh so we were yeah we went out to like all these different spots I have this thing, man. I, I love food and I yeah. like I literally do everything in my life so that I can just eat more food and better food and, and like have great cocktails and stuff. And that's literally what I live for. So our first fucking series of going out was in Toronto. And I'm like, I'm basically so like my babysitter growing up was um on a farm. So like I grew up like in a fucking rural, like farm type setting where like, you know. That you were just completely unsupervised. Like my babysitter would be like, go play hide and seek in the hay bales. You fucks like get out of my hair. And, <laughs> and, and that's what we would do. Right. Like we would go and fuck around on their like, you know, 400 acre farm. And I, do you measure shit in acres there, by the way, am I even speaking a language? Yeah. 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 
Okay. Yeah, and actually, for real quick, before you yeah. keep going, when Goody said on the show, uh, I think I was working, I couldn't interject. He said something like, you guys need to have an argument about fucking the metric system and the fractional system. I was like, I just wanted to say Period. that, bro, there's a reason that every other country uses a different fucking measuring system than the u.s because yeah. the u.s is fucking wrong my guy yeah. and, yeah, and what we do it makes absolutely no fucking sense well i just so i just had to put that on wax but yes we do measure stuff in acres um so that's fine i do understand that but it's just so annoying because like I'm all, i'll say something like inches and i don't know if that's american or not because like i can do <laughs> inches or centimeters like i understand both pretty easily so but like if you don't have both, why the fuck would you understand either of yeah. them? So <laughs> yeah. like anyway, so I grew up on like a farm, right? Like it was yeah. just like, you know, playing in the dirt, eating shit. I shouldn't have been eating fucking around. Like it, it was just wild and yeah. <laughs> uh, completely unsupervised. So like big Toronto is this like mega city to me. Like to me, Toronto is like New York city. It's like the fucking biggest, craziest thing in the world. So, uh, and we never really went there. Like we went there like once a year, maybe as a family to like, whatever see my uncle that uh lives there and like maybe you know I, I don't even know what we would do there like when i was a kid we used to go to like wonderland which is kind of like a you know bitch ass version of disney but like way way shittier like the shitty canadian cheap version with with no mickey mouse but like these <laughs> are the bitch ass <laughs> i cannot wait to quote that i'm literally quoting Dude, that tomorrow on the show it, these are the bitch ass so... version <laughs> It is, but it's so bad, but, um, but whatever, it's the best we can do. But anyway, so when, when, uh, I started going to see Christina, she's, she lives in Toronto her whole life. And so she had this like whole lay of the land. Like she knew all these fucking spots, like, like literally every restaurant in Toronto and like Toronto's got a pretty crazy food and beverage scene. So we went out and like every night we were hitting like three or four different spots, like grab a nap here, then do a main over there. Then maybe like cocktails <laughs> at somewhere else and then dessert somewhere else. And like all this fun shit. And it was epic. And then boom, lockdown. And we were like, Holy fuck. And I was like, lockdown, what the fuck in China hell is going on here? <laughs> and, and I was like, whatever, this can only last for like a day. And it did not, it actually lasted, you know, two and a half fucking years basically. And so for the, we were the last country, by the way, to not have lockdowns only beside uh, North Korea and China. Those were the last three countries, <laughs> North Korea, China, and Canada were the last three countries to lock their lift their lockdowns and New Zealand, which is basically a province of China. So it, it's, <laughs> It's it's fucking literally <laughs> disgusting. I couldn't believe it. I was so rattled, but it totally changed things. I mean, what do you do? Um, well, now you're at home, right? Or, or like, and so I kept. I I used to take my motorcycle down to Toronto, and we I'd just like visit. We'd walk around the city, but it's a fucking ghost town. Toronto is also plagued by like this fucking huge like liberal fucking red red army because like it's just big cities that's how they work right? yeah, like, yeah if you're stupid enough to live in one you you just probably are going to be liberal because there's nothing better for you like everything is miserable <laughs> you should be having the state pay for everything like it makes sense at that point like what's the better thing you're gonna do go serve or something like fuck that stay at home collect checks um what's the, the what is the super off topic what is like the can what's like the canadian army like like what is that like like what's this allegedly, allegedly, allegedly super advanced um um technologically anyways like we we generally speaking have tech that like 
would be as good or like at least as good as the u.s army because like we have such a smaller population that like you guys spend all your money on on developing these things and then do major defense contracts back and forth with us and like it turns out we actually make like half the armored vehicles you guys use um so like general dynamics is a huge company that will make all the light armor vehicles you guys bring to all the countries you like to bomb and drop like if you're going to actually have troops there if you're not just bombing countries you'll roll in probably with general dynamics light armor vehicles that are actually made just up the road for me um so that's a big company and yeah i mean our army's really advanced we're most actually known for marksmen so like we have the longest lethal kills in the world uh that are recorded and like that's just like it's just been a thing for a while so i don't know we because we've got fucking land and nothing better to do with it than get good at shooting so <laughs> that's it but yeah a anyways it was a whole thing so we, like we just had to stay at home after after all that and then so we had to like start doing really fun stuff together like hiking and biking and and all that stuff so yeah covid relationships a little bit strange because there, there was nothing to do for a very long time plus all the social pressure right of like well why don't you just do it or like all these other fucking arguments that were coming in from all angles and just like the stress and anxiety of like most people's businesses got crushed here because of the, the lockdowns were so lengthy so like the government handed out all this like incredibly cheap or free money and uh and everybody of course took advantage of it but they didn't read the fucking fine print like all this money has to be paid back it, it wasn't grants it was it was loans and uh so now the average canadian is absolutely underwater with debt and their business probably suffered or they bankrupted a business and then rebranded and have opened now that the lockdowns are done but that's not gonna that's not gonna work um so yeah i mean i mean it's a, it's a really weird state so like after all of that somehow and this is was our logic like if you could fucking manage that like maybe maybe this is actually a really cool thing to do like long-term. So yeah, whatever. Now we're just two people figuring shit out. But, uh, and, cool. and like she, of course she got fired from her job because uh, she was like, no, I'm not going to get vaccinated. So, um, so that was crazy. And so I was like, well, I know this guy who does real estate and could just hire you and uh, you're going to have to learn some new fucking skills, but it'll be, it'll be tough, but it'll be, it'll be, very much worthwhile if you can master these skills so yeah now chris works for my company and we have her uh taking all of our inbound calls and then use that as a transition to work her into getting into like one of my like essentially sales positions so yeah. now she's working uh on getting her first deal done so that, that'll you, be life-changing how many employees do you have right now nine yeah, it's the baby company now. I uh, I reformatted my whole company in uh, a kind of at the end of the last year. I actually let go of my entire sales team and basically put the company into like a dormant state so I could reconfigure all the back end. And uh, it turned out it was actually <laughs> like if you're sitting at home right now listening to this in your car or, or driving or whatever, like probably don't fire your entire fucking revenue arm at once. Like maybe <laughs> slowly phase it out as you're making these improvements. But yeah, I, I was kind of fed up. It was like uh, a bit of like a morale cancer had gone through the company as well as like just a lot of ego. 
So I was like the same thing that led me to the decision of not wanting to ever work for somebody else is the same thing. Like it had me working for somebody else in terms of like, you know, not having the people in my company that I wanted in my company and them growing voices that, you know, were sort of making me slave to, to my own fucking thing. And I was like, absolutely not. Like I, I fucking refuse. I'd rather go to zero. And so in the same way of like firing a customer, I just thought, you know what, fuck this. I'll just rather burn it all. And like, we went from $2.7 million to $0 instantly. And I was like, good, fuck it. And now I'm paying for that. Um, quite aggressively actually uh like i've burned i've <laughs> I, I literally burned like like 600 grand or something in salaries in the last six months that i'm just paying out of pocket with no fucking revenue really and uh the people i have now are fantastic and i will fucking keep riding with them and uh so i've been signing the checks just out of my my own you know retained earnings and just keeping them on because i know that when we get this, when we get the sales team back to where it should be, it's going to be a business that is 10 times more scalable because we spent the time building it the way it should be built rather than how we, because what ended up happening is over the course of a couple of years, we sort of implemented solutions that were okay at the moment, but not like the thing you would actually do if you meant to grow a huge business. Like it was just like, band-aid solutions and enough band-aid solutions stacked on to enough band-aid solutions compounded um it starts to look like you know the u.s housing market or something like where just everything subprime mortgages and fucking (laughs) ready to fucking collapse at any second so that's where i was like you know what fuck this like between getting pissed off with some of the egos and things that were happening uh and and realizing that those back end issues were there, I was like, let's just build this the way it should be. Like totally scrap yeah. it, go to zero. Yeah. And uh, yep. I do my best when I'm at zero, man. And that's kind of where I come from. So I get comfortable in that position. Like I get really comfortable when the pressure is on and I'm getting fucking slammed because like, that's where I find my competition will panic, right? Like they panic when they don't have air. And I'm just like, just choke me. I don't give a fuck. Let's go. Right? Oh, yeah. But I'm like, like, I don't don't mind that. Like, I realize that there's, you know, you can stay underwater a lot longer than you think. You've got capacity. Most of the struggle is mental. And uh, if you can get through that, you'll see yourself onto a side where your competitors just can't fuck with you. Yeah, I literally love that, dude. I love that you basically went to zero and re you had the humility and you had the patience to build it back the right way. And so it's like, that's so, so, so important. And, uh, you know, one of my, like, I I don't have a lot of long-term holds in the NFT space, but if a business owner, let's say came from web two and has been a successful business owner. And I know that their back has been against the wall, like you're saying, dude, and they've been to the depths of hell is what i like to say yeah and they've seen the fucking devil in their eyes dude and they've risen i'm like dude i'll fucking i'll buy the nft like yeah. dude, i already know like this motherfucker's gonna do it because yeah. he's seen shit that i've seen and uh, if you've made it out of there dude like you, you're capable and so i love that you're doing that i think that's gonna be that's gonna pay off big time yeah sure. i mean we're still in the heat bro like it's not uh 
we're not through the pain cave just quite yet. We're actually kind of getting close to the bottom of the fucking cave and then you've got to somehow get through <laughs> it. But, but uh, for me, like, I think it's just what's necessary and it challenges you as a business owner as well to just develop your skills better, right? Like, okay, well, how do you bet, how do you hire better people faster, get them onboarded, keep them accountable, keep them motivated, get them performing as soon as possible. And like, you have to, because if you don't, yeah. like, that's fucking it. Like I, I burned so much money now that it's like, okay, it's time for that component to come back and in full force. And I love the challenge because it also highlights your, your weaknesses for you. Like if you're getting absolutely hammered against the wall, like, you know, that you're not good at blocking, right? Like you, yeah, you got to yeah, figure yeah. it out. You got to fucking weave, man. So I, I'm, uh, I've learned a lot about myself in the last six months, right? Like 12 months, even wow, the last three years, but I've just going like hard at business and like, it's been, uh, it's been so educational, but it's also just been the best opportunity I've ever had because like, I, I am, I'm happy to say that I've been like bold enough to take these types of risks when it was only me that was going to fucking carry the weight. If it failed, yeah. like, like just put it on me. I got it. Let's fucking go. And, yeah. uh, and so that for me is like the important part about what I took away from my upbringing, right? Like if there's hard work, you just fucking do it. And like, yeah, it sucks, whatever, bitch about it later. But like, just, just do it. And there's probably a hot meal waiting, <laughs> right? Like hundred percent. Yeah. Get through it. Okay. I'll be, I'm going to be no, right like, back. Cause I'm going to grab one drink. Hold on to this. Okay. Okay. All right. Do, 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 do. So let me ask you this. So you are you so you are you're wanting to build this with Matt, this com this media company. We're gonna figure out what the terminology is. I think we can really yeah. fucking hone in on that. But you're building this uh the real estate thing, right? Your business right now. Are you wanting to get to a point where that is like just fully running itself you can just take yeah you know your profits so, and then you can do the media thing with matt because like matt's kind of just like, he's made it matt is kind of like what i understand from talking to matt is like he's basically retired and yep. now he's just wanting to do more right like he's kind of like what you're saying the media thing so it's like are you wanting to get to a point where this runs on its own right the real estate whatever yep. you're doing your business and then you can go in on the media or whatever we're we're going to name that to build that yeah so i i should be at that point november 1st um wow fuck yeah that's the the stretch goal right now but yeah i mean that's the plan right and that that marks also our departure day to go to mats and it marks kind of a a new chapter and so like i've got my power team here i've got an exceptional partner uh, to operate the real estate stuff. I've got, you know, a full-time CPA that's on my team. I've got my assistant. I've got, you know, a few great salespeople now. And, and that's all it really takes. Like we only need four or five, like great salespeople in my industry to tackle the numbers that I need. And like, I roughly, I only roughly need like 1.2 million, um, in uh in revenue to like 
depending on which marketing strategies we're doing, but it, it kind of roughly shakes out that if we do 1.2 million, I literally cover all the bases where like all of my like kind of inner team gets paid exactly what they want. Like I've got a thing with my companies that like you tell me what you get paid. Like I, I've, I've never decided somebody's salary ever. Like they tell me what they're getting paid and then we'll work together to create a list of, of responsibilities to, to, uh, that go with that type of compensation. So like, you know, when my, when my operator, I was like, Hey, like I, I kind of need to do these other things. Like I was just like, just fucking write a number, like write whatever number you want, go think about it, write a number down, make sure it's inc incredible so that you're not ever thinking about money and you're only thinking about like, how can we better operate this business? And that's the number you'll get. Like whatever number appears is what exactly will start you at tomorrow. Um, so that's kind of my system there. And I, I think that's going to shake out really well. And then it probably will, I'll continue putting in what I do now, which is, you know, right now I, I, I roughly spend like two hours on Friday, um, four, five hours on Monday and then 15 minutes on Wednesday. So whatever that looks like, like seven hours, right? Eight hours yeah. Um, yeah. is, is kind of my my like hard business hours that I have blocked on my calendar for every week. And then randomly some shit will show up. Like today I had to drive to fucking Burlington to sign three inches of fucking paper to get uh, a loan approved for, for one of the properties. And like, I was, I was like, whatever, if I have to drive two hours one time, like, fuck it, I'll do it. Um, so like that, that adds. So like all of a sudden that's a 10 hour commitment this week to that business. So yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's prepped, it's ready. It's at the stage where all the systems and processes. And that was the purpose of the last six months was to make sure that like literally everything in the business is, is, is processed now. Like it's, there's nothing in my business where you actually need to talk to anybody else to get an answer. It should be there. Right. And like, yeah. there are some fluid cases because real estate is a people thing and people have fucking challenges and problems and whatever. And it's also involves, you know, in Canada, each party has to have a lawyer in order to transact in real estate and, and mind my side as well. So like when I do a deal with our assignments, there's actually three lawyers involved. So like that, there's a lot of room for fuckery inside that. So we've yeah. got the proper team to deal with that now. And, uh, and having said that, like, I, I don't get involved in much like when it, when I'm yeah. getting involved, it's primarily to make sure that there's accountability on the various projects we have going on. So like right now we've got one, one Airbnb on the go that is launching Monday. And then we've got a new building closing September that we need to uh, have measurements and product ordered for, and like people contractors lined up for. And then we've got our deals that are closing. There's another deal closing uh well it's now today because we're past midnight so on thursday so um it, it'll be closing today and like there's, so there's some uh, random issue with that too so like we've got shit closing all over the place my role is really to just make sure like first of all everybody has every type of resource they need like if you need yeah. anything like educational pro professional development money um or, or like if there's some version of our process, this is another form of is like, if there's a ver something in our process that you would prefer not to do, just tell me so that we can build it better. Right. Like, yeah. and so that's really my role is like a support role. I don't really, tr truth be told, I don't do, I don't do much of anything. I really just support the people 
that I've empowered to fucking own their roles, right? Like just be the best at your job. Cause like, I'm not yeah. that good. I'm, I'm actually not good at all the things that I hired them for. Right. <laughs> like I, I'm just not like, I'm not a great salesperson. I'm not a great accountant. I'm not a great, uh, highly detail oriented person. That's going to, you know, all the paperwork that we do with my assistant, like there's a reason she's, she's great at that. And, uh, so I just fucking empower her to do it all. Like, I, <laughs> like, Hey, did you read this? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> and I was I yeah. sign it. like, fuck, that's great, man. What do you think? Like, like, what is your biggest dream you think? Like, what do you really want to do? Like, what are you passionate about? I mean, yeah. definitely you're, you're showing passion for that. Like you're, you're very um, supportive and you're very good, like almost role model. It seems like, you, you, you know, like uh, one day I can't wait to send you and Matt and Dan to the, my rapport leadership. Um, it's pretty pricey, but I'm going to send you guys. And like, you guys are perfect because you guys are so supportive and, and that's a big role in leadership. And so that's amazing. So you obviously have passion for that, but like, what are your big time? Like, what do you really want? Like, what is your, like, right. What do you want in your dash? Like, I, I, I think you want this business to be successful, but like with this media thing, like this could be wild. Yeah. And I think that's where um, I've actually always had one of the biggest challenges and I spoke, I, I specifically had a, a guy on a few episodes ago that I know is like, he's not only like very spiritual, but he's also like a, a business Titan, like a real estate kind of Titan in our, in our area. And like, I, I was, I, we literally had like a three hour discussion, just trying to get through the fact that I could not come up with five year goals. Like I just can't, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's fucked up. Right. And, and I think maybe I have a, a little bit better of a perspective now, but at the same time, like I, uh, I find it really fucking hard to do that. And this is why I say like, when did we stop consciously dreaming and, and when does that stop happening? Because it's so easy to get distracted by life. And, uh, that's a statement of course, just really about myself. Right. It's because like, <clears throat> I actually don't know. Um, this me this the idea of this media company is i think both matt and myself trying to come to terms with the idea that we don't know and that there's probably a lot of other people that don't know and so this this actual media company the spirit behind it is actually more so like us just exploring that idea i think and yeah so for me like dreaming is a lot it has a lot to do with like you know th the basics like time freedom right the ability to be any place in the world at any time the ability to eat and drink anything at any time with the and the ability to be surrounded by great people and to provide an impact to those people right to be able to help change help them change their lives and achieve those things and i think for me like I don't know if that's the final answer, but like that to me is where I want to start. Like I want to be able to have a lifestyle of adventure and fun and enthusiasm, but also involve great people around me in doing so and, and helping to inspire people to break the fuck out of their thing. One of the things my Instagram has said for, for like maybe seven or eight years now or whenever i started my instagram account it it's always had the tag on the bottom line it says escape average and i think that is one of my real dreams is to help more people escape average and uh 
average has this fucking gravity about it that's really quite phenomenal um, yeah it's so easy to be average and in fact it might even be better sometimes i think like sometimes when i think about it like the shit that i do um can be taxing like it can be just not you know like being average it i can see the merits like i can see the attraction and yeah. uh and so like i i still think i want i want people to escape it because then they at least have the choice um you know ha having it be a choice i think is more important but uh but yeah dude i don't i don't know like i having to dream like that is so hard for me because i am so involved in so many projects right and i don't know if those are just distractions like are those just distractions to keep you away from answering some of these bigger questions that that we kind of run away from in life like is the reason why we're on you know twitter spaces in the morning and then instantly into a podcast and then instantly on to the next task and then doing that shit until whenever we decide to stop that are these just distractions that are actually us trying to cope with the idea that we actually don't have dreams or that we don't have a plan because like that could be true too yeah fuck <laughs> it's wild right. i think like yeah i mean do you meditate at all i'm guessing you're not not too religious um i'm definitely not religious but i do um i do i do things and this is gonna sound fucking crazy but i do things <laughs> that i that i find meditative so like one one thing i like to do is go shooting uh, and I find shooting, which wait, wait, you cut out. Wait, hold on. I can't hear you. Why can't I hear you? Can you hear me now? Speak. Can you hear me now? I said something Fuck. so oh fucked God. up that NATO can't even believe. It. Oh, there we go. There we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right so okay. So I do, I do. You like to do things, things that are meditating. Yeah. yeah I love so it. So like shooting, okay. like shooting hiking or me, something. Yeah. Shooting for me is one of those things because like, you have to actually just focus entirely on one thing. Well, it's not really yeah. one thing. It's yeah. a series of things, but it's a series of things that is very, um, it's very personal, right? Like it's really only, it, well, hopefully it's only you, right? Involved. And, uh, and so you get really dialed into that. The other thing I find that I do that really well with is fucking dishes, bro. I love washing dishes and, and straight up, <laughs> it's one of my favorite things because I use it as like meditative space and I do it uh, in the morning. So like we'll eat and like my favorite thing is like eat and then just fucking like crash, man. Like just leave that shit laying there for tomorrow. And uh, and in the morning peacefully, you know, with like a, a, a nice mug of coffee, I like to just fucking do that. And, yeah. uh, and so, <laughs> you know, is that meditating? I don't fucking know, but I like to sit there and have those, those thoughts um, yeah just kind of percolating when i'm doing you know mindless shit like that or driving like with that. no volume you know driving with nothing no. on that's a blast that's intense that's intense yeah. i like it no i like it i think uh i think you're on a journey to figure that out right and i think it's okay that you don't know that right now like i was kind of telling dan on monday man i was like this could really get wild. I was like, this could really get crazy. The expansion of all this, man, like you guys doing more shows or, you know, whatever way, like, you know, you get, 
you get me and Matt hosting a show together. Like, I don't know what the fuck that's going to be like, but like, we're two completely different personalities yeah. that mesh so well together. Right. And so it's like, I have the energy and Matt has the fucking intelligence. Right. And so it's like, you get a show with me and Dan. I was telling him, I was like, dude, I don't even know, but I know that me and Dan, like I said, I did me and you on a show would be fucking crazy. Same with like me and you, right? Like yeah. it would be wild. And so like, uh, just, yeah, like that growth and into like what the goal and the dreams are. Like, I think can really change, change the world. I think for reals, for sure, dude. Yeah. And, and like the concept with that company too is, is again, more so to just capture the exploration involved in our lives. Like, and again, it's almost in the same spirit of like why we would do an NFT show. Like all of us found ourselves like not really paying that much attention. And, uh, and arguably we still don't, right? Like I'm still, yeah. I still tune into the show to find out from you guys, what the fuck's going on in the whole space. <laughs> and like, and, that's important right like that that's how that's one of the purposes of that show is to fulfill that um but uh but for this show like we both agree we want adventure in our lives we both agree that we want to educate people we both already go down because like one of the cool things is when you get financially free you have all this fucking time like it's crazy and this is why like when my friend like i it it's so hard for me to get into debates with people. Um, especially it was a COVID was a great example of this because people would like, you know, everybody had their opinion and everything, but I was like, yeah, but bro, I actually just <laughs> I have time, right? I'm spending 10 <laughs> hours a day or 10 hours a week on my business. You're spending, you know, 50, 60 hours at work. Like, yeah. and I I'm, I'm not, I'm just not like I, I have 50 hours where literally all I do is fucking research and go down rabbit holes of random shit. And like, sometimes yeah. that's on like how to find the best scope for whatever rifle I'm looking at. Or yeah. sometimes it's world war two history or world war one history, or looking at what Genghis Khan did, or looking at the Roman empire, or looking at a bunch of different authors that, you know, inspired all this classic literature. Like, man, I can, I have so much fucking time. And so one of the things that Matt and I discussed is like, we're already reading so much. Like, dude, I, crank so much reading like books podcasts fucking research online like youtube like we are constantly learning and there's no reason we shouldn't be sharing our journey with somebody else because it, it definitely will add value uh but, but but besides that there's all the other passions that we have right like i'm a i'm passionate about hunting traveling i'm gonna go i'm i forever one of my only like big goals was to have 100 countries uh that i saw and i think i'm at 19 right now or 18 I'd have to check yeah. my list again, but I'm at like 18 countries. So like, you know, if I want to tick off 80 more countries, you have to be intentional. Like you can't just do one a year. Okay. I can't afford that. It'll be a hundred. Yeah, fuck. You have, you have to do two, three, four a year. If you want to get that list done. So You're probably going to need to get vaxxed for that, bro. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. No, I know. That's the thing is I just fucking refuse. Like, and this is the, one of the the spirits too of the show and like why I chose to go this path and why I'm digging into this path is like, I refuse to fucking live on anybody else's terms. I just won't do it. And, yeah. uh, and the cool thing is like that forces you into certain, cause like if that's one of your dreams, then you have to, again, so if that's the strategy, what are the tactics? 
Well, how do you get to do that? A lot of money for sure. You need a lot of resources. So you either need great wealth or great connections. If you have both, you cannot be fucked with. So, you know, one of the, one of the plans for these shows and all the businesses that I'm interested in building is like to achieve both of those things. You need wealth and great connections. And if you have both of those things, you don't need to live on other people's terms. Yeah, right. I fucking love it, dude. So what, somebody sometime what, is going to use this video against me, but they can go fuck themselves too. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Well, uh, that's going to be in fucking 10 years when we're fucking yeah. have the biggest NFT media company in the world, dude. Exactly. We're fucking just absolutely like, riding see, every day. See, dude. evil white I supremacist just, talks about NFTs. <laughs> dude, what are like the top three countries that you haven't been to that you want to go to? Have not been to? Yeah. Madagascar? Thailand, okay. Japan. You probably don't have to be vaxxed to go to Thailand. That no, sounded bad, to be honest, the way I said that. But yeah, you probably don't have to. I bet not Madagascar. And oh, what was yeah. the third one? Nobody's going to Madagascar. I don't even know. I feel what like was the third one. Madagascar is the country like you 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 leave the lights on, you forget, and you just leave it. <laughs> like, like it's like that. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's like the, the, the light I leave on in my garage. I'm like, I just don't care. Yeah. You just don't give a fuck. Yeah. You're just like, fucking leave this bitch on. I I really want to go to Ireland and um, Italy. I've, I've wanted to go to Italy. The number one country I've wanted to go to since I'm Italian. My wife really wants to go to Ireland, which I do too, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would fuck with both of those. Uh, I've been to Europe a lot. I've been several times and, uh, I skipped Ireland every time. Well, all of UK actually, because I was just too poor to go there. Like I just couldn't afford it. Um, but yeah, Italy, I've been a bunch of times, man. And like, I have so many epic fucking travel um, pins that I can just throw at you if you're ever going to be there. Like I can save you so much time and get you so many better adventures in Italy. Cause uh, yeah, I've been there a few times and it's fucking great. And you, you have family to, there. Yeah, yeah. You can go kick it with my aunt. She's the shit. That's so sick, dude. And they've got super cool kids. Dude, check this out. I was just hanging out with my little cousins. Uh, my one little cousin, Casper, is six years old. He can Casper. speak Spanish, Italian, and English. So Sick. Soak sick. it in. Yeah, six his, years old. His sister, Maya, is like 12 or I think 12. And she's she will fuck you up in like math, English history. It's like the craziest shit, bro. They're so crazy over there. But yeah, one man, of my it's, customers, it's cool culture. one of my customers, Andreas from Italy. And he is, uh, I guess, I don't know what the fuck engineer. He's smart as fuck. Graduated MIT. Dude. He grew up two minutes away from where gladiator was fucking, you know, the field with the fucking oh, Marcus Aurelius fucking no dude, when he's dead, he literally dude, he can like reenact the scene. I can't even do it, but the way that he says it is fucking <laughs> crazy, dude. He's like, yeah, I grew up there. I was like, dude, this fucking insane. Like That's one of the sick. best movies ever, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, wild. man. I, I, I would love to get back to traveling. It is really unfortunate. We did make the best of it. Um, we, this year, they, for some reason, like flying inside Canada wouldn't kill all the Canadians, but flying in or out, <laughs> flying outside would. So I was able to um, go on a couple of trips this year. I flew out to see my buddy Gavin, a high school friend who I hadn't seen for a long time. And we went to his place in BC and British Columbia is fucking beautiful. It's, it's yeah. just insane. So 
we went out there and did some huge hikes, like hiked up to some glaciers, um, oh, dragged dragged some beers up that bitch, and just like went on a crazy hike, bro. It was it was gnarly. Like Christina was puking at the top because it was like we fucking ascended this bitch quick, and uh, and like we're relentless. And uh, he lives there, so he doesn't give a shit. But I'm like, I just refuse to be fucking beaten. So I'm like, I'm getting up this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and also, no sympathy, you're coming. <laughs> so she's yeah, puking, yeah, 100%, puking at yeah. the top. And anyways, we smash beers at this glacier, um, like a glacier with a lake. So, oh, so sick. frozen water, bro. We were in there. It was so good. And uh, yeah, I went there twice this year. And then... Um, my grandparents have been locked up for COVID because they were super freaked out. And, uh, and grandma's got like some sort of lung issues that are really shitty. So she definitely did not want to fuck with that. Um, but anyways, we were sitting there and I think I said, told this story on DJ and friends, but fuck it. I'll repeat it is, uh, we're sitting there on, um, one of the weekends. It was like father's day weekend or something, which doesn't mean a whole lot to me. So I was like, you know, at the end of the weekend, I think it was, no, it was Friday. Uh, we're sitting there and we're sitting out in the deck and we're like, fuck yeah, the weather's amazing. Like, I'm just like, you guys got to get out traveling. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we would love to get out traveling. I'm like, okay, well, like, why don't we just go somewhere? And they're like, well, where do you want to go? I'm like, well, I don't fucking know. And I'm like, let's take a look. Like, take my phone out and there's this app called uh, Skyscanner that I use all the time for buying tickets. And it's like, you know, it'll just search all the airlines at once. Yeah. And uh, and so anyways, found these tickets to fucking Halifax, which I've always wanted to go to Halifax. It's on the, the maritime east east coast of uh, it's Nova Scotia in Canada. And it's like fucking world renowned lobster and like seafood and all this shit. And like it is just so cool and, and an interesting culture Canadian wise. Like it's probably what people think about Canadians when they think Canadians, they like Hey, they're talking about this <laughs> and, they're, <laughs> and they're all super nice. And, uh, so we fucking, it was Friday and I just like, I was like, okay, shit. Well, I'm booking us tickets. And they were like, well, oh, we've got, we got to make plans, whatever. No, fuck that. And I booked tickets for Monday and I was like, I'm going to be back here in like three days and we're, we're leaving like pack a small bag. So we flew out there for a few days and we stayed for, I think five, five nights or something. And, it was so cool, dude. Got to bring grandpa out and we, we toured and we went and had like muscles at every fucking place that I could find and, and lobster. And the dude was happy as all hell. And like, I was fired up about that. Like, I think that's what, you know, part of what my dream is, is to give that experience to more people, right? Like the yeah. ability. And like, I bought my mom a car in the last couple of years. And like, that was like one of the craziest shits ever. Cause like, she's yeah. Anyways, like just to be able to give other people, the ability to give their important people that I think is cool. Like, like uh, audio saying like, I'm a better dad this week because of, of your gift. Like I want to do that on a huge scale. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, dude. I mean, the fact that you gave your mom a car, that's so sick, man. Like for the longest time I've said that I'm going to give my dad a helicopter. I told him when I was a kid, I was like, dude, I'm going to buy you a helicopter. Cause he, his, uh, my grandpa was a pilot in the air force. And so he's always wanted to fly, but he couldn't go into the air force cause he um, had asthma. And so I told him, I was like, dude, I was like probably fucking eight. I was like, I'm going to buy you a helicopter. Love it. Well, the fucking Kobe Bryant shit happened. I'm like, yo, I'm not buying you a helicopter, my guy, but I want to buy him a plane so bad. Just like a little fucking, you know, nothing fancy. Yeah. Little fucking little fucking, yeah, dude. So like, that's a huge goal that he, 
he probably like doesn't think about and i just literally cannot wait to do like just to fucking just bring him down to the airport and like this is like five years down the road when i've just made it and he just fucking i'm like dude here's your keys to your plane dude and he just shits i just like i don't even know what that's gonna be like dude that'll be be so legit yeah. yeah, I'm uh I'm actually working on my pilot license right now too, um, because I think that'll alleviate some of the fucking vaccine problems. Supply myself. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Isn't it like uh, is it two hundred hours or is it four hundred hours? No, you gotta I, fly. I, it's nowhere near that, dude. I think it's what hundred hours or something. Oh like shit, bro! It's not. It's even not bad. Cool. It's not bad at all. No, but like, how much is like a a not very like nice plane? Like I don't know, like a fucking. Bro, not like, like a not nice plane, but like a, a just like a little plane, like a fucking four seater. That's like yeah. really nice. Would be like two hundred grand. It's not, it's not even bad. Thing. And like shitty, bad. like legit, just like shitty planes that you would just kind of fly around for pleasure. Eighty grand. That's not grand, bad at all. Sixty grand. That's you could bad. probably get a Cessna. You could get like a nice Piper for like you know a hundred G's, hundred and twenty. But like a, a you like if you could just go from one twenty to two, y- you've got like a way better plane. So you might as well. That's for sure true, Bro, dude. I and, can't believe that you so guys true. can't fly out of Canada without the vax, bro. It's just can you crazy. fucking soak that in? Like just for a I'm minute. Just fucking wild to me, man. It's just like, wild, bro. We're like three years into this. Like grow up. It's it's done. It's over. We get it. You guys made a, a fucking several billion dollars. Like, what else do you want? Like, go away. Take your money. We we buckled down. You win. I lose. It's cool. <laughs> no, and the thing was, dude, is for us, like, the one of the main reasons why we're going to leave is, like, the schooling system is so bad here in Vegas. But yeah, on top of that, dude, like, there's not a fucking chance I'm putting a mask on my kid. There's no, not fucking a never. fucking chance, bro. Never. There was one time we went to the doctor, and they told us to put a uh, – this was when my son was – so he's almost four. He was probably just over two. And that was the rule was like two years old. You had to wear a mask. And they told us like, you need to put a mask on him. And I was like, he's not going to fucking wear a mask. So yeah. you so can try to put one on him, but he's going to take it fucking right off. Cause he doesn't wear yeah. a mask. Cause we don't fucking wear a mask. Cause no one's going to fucking die because of my two year old son. Yeah. So uh, we had this yeah, at, our, at, our vet, at our vet. I had to drop our dog off for like shots <clears throat> and the vet. <clears throat> Now I've got COVID just for saying this. The fucking vet, bro, I walk in there and she's like, this is a medical institution. You need to wear a mask. And I was like, no, I don't. And she's like, you do. It's a medical institution. And this is like like yeah, a year and a half or two years in. I'm like, there, there's there's no debate left. Like your, your thing is not helping anybody. And I have a fucking beard. Like, do you even know how this shit works? Like there, there's no yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm just like, no, actually, I don't. And she's like, well, what? Uh, I'm like, okay, like, what is the actual fucking issue? Like, somebody dropped my animal off. Just take I, I'm my like, animal. Just set your payment system up. I'll go tap my card here. Take my card. Like, I don't need to fucking talk to you. Like, you just need to do the shots for this dog that you clearly already fucking know is coming in. And then she's like, well, uh, can you weigh her? And she like made me weigh my dog instead of her doing her fucking job. And I was like, I was like, do you, I was like, I literally looked at her. I'm like, do you know how fucking stupid this is right now? And she was like, I am sorry, but it's just the thing. Like, it's the thing. And I'm like, you're such a robotic little dumb fuck. And I can't believe it. Anyways, got the shots. It was hilarious. They had to bill me outside. They're like, we'll bring the, the fucking ATM thing outside. And I was like, 
what are we talking about? I was Fucking already crazy. inside. Like, are you going to die or not? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, this is my thing, man. It's like, I, I just, I don't have time to research the fucking medical, all the bullshit, bro. This is the one thing. Okay. When the fuck in your life, have you ever been to a fucking doctor and they've worn a mask? Oh my God. Never sick or not. Nobody. Never. Never. Only when they go into surgery, dude. So yeah. why in the actual fuck are we wearing? Dude, that's it. That's the only argument I need. Well, that's and that's I don't why they're need called to talk about surgical it. masks. It's just they don't want large blood droplets coming into their fucking mouth. And that's understandable. Yeah, bro. I don't Come need on. your fucking disgusting blood in my face. So wild, anyways, bro. that it's and wild. Asian people. Asian people seem to love those fucking masks. But this is where this yeah, is all coming yeah. from. Trudeau's got fucking CCP's cock so far up his ass. It's not even funny. He's taking loads from the CCP like it's his fucking day job. What is the CCP? The Communist Party of China. <laughs> Chinese Communist Party. That's what the political party is. That's tell me, a, tell me a little bit about Matt's. The, tell me a little bit about the Citadel. What is that like? It's just incredible. Right. Let me, yeah, bro. First of all, it's fucking incredible. Second of all, it's it's better than you think. So there's a one big main lodge, okay? Like a big main lodge. Like it's fucking huge. Um, <laughs> big, open, like, it's funny. The guy who built the thing is actually Matt's neighbor now, which is really cool. <laughs> and he's this, this fucking crazy old dude. Do you happen to know who Alex, uh, fuck, uh, the crazy dude, Alex, whatever, Alex Jones. Do you know who Alex, Alex Jones, Jones is? That sounds really familiar. He's like this crazy conspiracy dude. He was like always going insane online. No? I'm literally going to look him up. I'm going to look him up I right now. I swear to fucking God. Alex Jones is the funniest. Oh, I love ever. Alex Jones, dude. Yeah, that's okay. his neighbor? No. No, that's not okay, his fucking okay, neighbor. Okay, okay. sorry. That'd his neighbor crazy. is Les. And Les is a dude who listens to Alex Jones as if he's God. But also <laughs> attends Bible school fucking every day and like trump was sent from god to like save the u.s and like all this crazy shit so i'm like like this dude's wild but anyways my point is it's cool that he still lives there because he built this cool fucking huge lodge so he used to be a fishing lodge so like the lake that he's on only has like a couple other cottages and it was fucking super stoked and stacked with fish so like matt's got this huge lodge and then it's got eight satellite lodges around it so like or like cabins Holy rather. Um, so it's got eight cabins that are around it and they're slowly kind of like renovating those to like decent modern standards. Cause like it was just a fishing lodge before. So uh, they're pretty like rustic kind of like, you know, cottagey fucking things. So um, Matt's got these guys, Graham and Aislinn that moved there with their baby to like live there full time and like be the property kind of grounds manager there. And uh, the idea with that property is I think it's only like 20 acres. So it's kind of a small parcel, but it's got all this fucking all these buildings on it. So it's so cool. Um, and what he's trying to do there is like build a bit of a community where people can, you know, come visit for masterminds, come like learn there, come study there, come do work there, come stay there. Like um, there's also like a bunch of RV slots. And so like Graham, the dude who's, kind of running the grounds is also sort of like generating some revenue now and like getting things up on Airbnb and like doing some fishing things to pay for everything. Um, and like essentially pay his own salary to, to work there and live there. But like 
they're just trying to like embrace like the whole like idea that like you know if shit gets a little crazy um they'll all have the skills there to to have everything so like they're growing food they're educated they're going to educate their kid there, like kind of homeschooled and stuff yeah it's pretty fucking cool but like yeah man it's like this huge like ontario is um i don't know how many lakes ontario would have but like probably like four hundred thousand lakes like ontario is just a series of lakes like it's some fucking crazy network of just fucking lakes and so matt's got like this he's on this big lake that kind of connects to a smaller lake that then opens up to like a huge fucking lake and uh where he lives is called like the whole area is called like lake of the woods so it's like i think there's probably a couple thousand lakes like in his general area so like um it's this cool like fucking just like outdoorsman type community that he even lives in and then his area is like really like remote and cool so yeah it's dope dude and like everything he does like he just goes fucking crazy on so like he's got all like the boats there now like crazy canoes and like water fucking things and atvs and snowmobiles so like He's getting it set up to be like a really cool place to hang, but also, you know, go and go to war in terms of like, if you want a business meetings, high level masterminds, like we'll set up in the main lodge and break out the whiteboards and the flip charts and just fucking go to battle. That's sick. That's so sick, dude. Yeah. So it's legit. And uh, yeah, it's just funny. Like, it's such a different direction than where we were like two, three years ago with, with everything two, three years ago was like, you know, we were living, we, we were living with all of our salespeople. So like we started these houses that were crazy and like, we would, we got these really big houses, like essentially like McMansions, we call them. So like big new build houses that are like, you know, five bed, three and a half, four bed or four bathrooms. And like, we had all the sales guys living with us. And so like, it was like 24 hours a day, like training, accountability, goal setting, fucking crushing it, party with the boys after and uh, building like this crazy culture. And so like, we started kind of like the culture wars there and experimenting with like, how can we frame this a little bit different? Like how far can we take this? Right. Like living with your guys is crazy. It's fucking wild. Like, you, you know, yeah. one, th- one thing you explored earlier is like, you know, working with families is difficult while working and living with your coworkers is, is interesting and challenging too. But, but there's all these benefits. Like we were able to scale a business from $0 to a few million dollars in a year, um, yeah. just by living with them. Right. And, and just like eat, sleep, breathe, fucking bleed with these guys. Yeah. No, that's sick, dude. That's fucking awesome really is like a different dynamic to think about yeah so but yeah i mean the citadel is going to be i think that type of version for digital nomads people looking for more from life people looking to expand uh their horizons or political points of views or educate themselves and they can just go and like you know hang there and yeah matt's got kind of because matt's very very passionate about the political side right yeah. yeah yeah i would say so like i think he's <clears throat> i think he's been transitioning for a couple of years right and like doing a lot of homework and like i said we have all this time so i think he's just been going down i think he's gone deeper than me on like 
you know, just reading up on the history and what's gone on and sort of trying to figure out, you know, where do we stand? Like, yeah, in terms of of politics and like, what can you actually do as an individual citizen or and what's your responsibility? Right. Because like one of the easy things for us would have been a, a year ago to take the money and just get the fuck out of here. Right. We could have gone to another country got in got other passports got property internationally and just fucked off but like that doesn't save your friends that doesn't save yeah. your family that doesn't save the people you care about it saves you it's it's a very selfish act so like one of the things we're trying to do now is inspire others to join us right and how do you do that well it's, it turns out it's actually a long fucking road to teach people <laughs> to do better for themselves to grow themselves businesses right to improve their skills to become the people that that we hope you know will be playing with us on a beach in 20 years right yeah and that's what we're hoping to do is like just build future business partners build future um titans of industry that will go on to affect the lives of the people around them so it's fucking awesome dude i'm so fucking excited I literally am so bullish, bro. Every single time I talk to fucking you or, or Dan. Yeah. Fuck. I love so it. So excited. It's going to get wild, dude. It's going to well, fucking hope, get crazy. Yeah, I hope it fucking does. I hope we I hope we find the upper limit of how crazy we can go because like there's this quote <clears throat> I'm going to fucking dig this up right now and we might even have to fucking wrap up the podcast with that. Um, but there's this quote by uh, Hunter S. Thompson, and it, it just blows my mind every time. Okay, I'm going to read this shout. <clears throat> okay. Oh, it's getting pulled up. Right. You sound good. You sound good. Life should not be a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safely in a pretty and well-preserved body, but rather to skid in broadside in a cloud of smoke, thoroughly used up, totally worn out, and loudly proclaiming, wow, what a ride. And I think that is how I want to see it out. And, and that there's a lot of versions of what arriving in a cloud of smoke looks like broadside yeah uh, i don't think Damn. it needs to be necessarily destructive in the same way he took it but you know i think there's ways to do it dude what a ride that's it dude, that, <laughs> we're that's riding it. we're fucking we're riding we're literally fucking riding bro like i i don't know what else to say dude I, I i don't like when dan said to me today that it feels like every day is tornado time, dude. I'm like, dude, I just, we're, we're literally riding, bro. We're literally riding. That's it. This is a fucking, like, we were at VCon. Dude, I, the Gary's episode on my gratitude videos was 95, and I'm on 189. Tomorrow's 190. Fuck. Bro. Double, double that, dude. We're that far past that and just right literally riding dude like i i'm i'm in the fucking dirt dude i'm in shilling villain space every day 
I'm fucking grinding with him. He knows who I am. I did a podcast with him. I'm in his spaces, four or 500 people every day. And I'm just like, dude, this is just going to, we're just going to fucking make it, dude. I'm so motivated right now. I love it. It's fucking awesome. That fires me up, bro. I'm so fired up, man. It's just like, I know you're not religious to you, but I feel so close. I've never felt closer to anything in my life, but then like one thing away from like really just, I, uh, Goody is, is very good at editing TikTok videos. He used to do that. And so I'm going to post three times a day on my TikTok starting tomorrow. And we're just like, dude, his whole motto is when he started doing it for people that have gotten successful that he doesn't work with anymore. You create like seven different accounts. You post the same video on every single account and one will hit. And then you just use that account. You just start posting on that account. It's like, dude, I already have 190. I'm tomorrow. I'm going to have 190 episodes of gratitude day. Dude, people need to see that. People want to see that dude. And it's like, I fuck dude. I just like, it's going to be so sick, dude. It really is. Well, fuck. Yeah, man. Well, tell me, what are you grateful today? And then we'll wrap it up. I think I'm grateful that I finished that bed for my son, man. He uh, he comes home tomorrow. He's been with my in-laws and he is going to shit his fucking pants, bro. I literally cannot wait to video it. I'm coming home from work early tomorrow and I'm going to sit in the room while he opens the door. It's going to be the best. He's going to be so happy. He's like, that's what I'm grateful for, dude. The fact that I was able to do that. That's so legit, man. So sick, dude. Those investments will pay off. Yeah. Dude, check this out. It's going to be insane. This is, this was something that happened. uh, So, my oldest son started school last week. I think it was last week. It might have been the week. No, it was last week. He's like almost four. So, it's like pre pre K or some shit. So, this lady's house. uh, And yesterday, yesterday, he got like the, student of the day or some shit because one of the kids wanted to sit in the blue chair that he was sitting in and he gave the kid the blue chair as like an act of kindness and didn't complain and the other kid did and i was just like dude it's like it was like literally the best thing i've ever done i was like that means what i'm doing is actually meaningful in his life like it was the best thing ever dude i was so fucking happy that's i was fucking so legit. happy that's so that cool, sick. dude. I think that's one of the greatest arguments for having kids is the, the idea that you can pass on these great things and have them go out like little fucking lighthouses into the world. <laughs> yeah. Spreading everywhere. Wait till you meet my dude. My kids are fucking wild, dude. They're fucking I can't wait. crazy. I can't wait. They're going to be rug rats just ripping. <laughs> well, and I think we're going to bring my dog Mayday too. So she'll fucking get a kick out of that. I was going to bring my, I fucking forgot it, but I have a goat shirt with fucking Trump on it. And I was going to, I was going to wear it, but I was like, oh. fuck, I, I don't know if I can be that controversial right now in bro. my parent brand building, bro. but I had to show you. I was like, I don't honestly give a fuck, but it's fucking I'm, ta- wild. I'm taking that shirt home with me. It's so incredible, man. My, <laughs> I was like, I told my wife, I was like, I have to show Adam this. He's fucking love this. That's so funny, dude. I love it. Yeah, I don't know if I support Trump, but I know that America's fucked if it's either Trump or Biden that we have to pick from. That's <laughs> oh, so bad right That's now. So bad, it's so bad. So America. bad. But Fuck. all right, bro, I'm going to fucking go to bed. It's one in the morning. <laughs> it's one in the morning. And uh, 
Anybody desperate and depraved and sick enough to still be listening to this is probably hoping we would wrap it up. <laughs> we're fucking riding. That's it. Because we're riding. If you stayed and listened to this, you're a fucking real one. I hope yeah. Dan listened. So is live? This was live? No, but I post them live, bro. I don't fuck. I'm going to oh. fucking edit this thing. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't edit mine either. There's been so many times where I've started like my intro song and it doesn't load. And I'm like, ah, fuck it. We'll just run it back. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to edit this shit. Like yeah. it's, the whole point of my podcast is like, it's raw, dude. It's exactly. a one shot, one shot only. Dude, probably 98% of my fucking gratitude videos are one shot because it's I like, it. unless I really fuck it up, then I'll, I'll reshoot it. But like, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm loose cannon. Dude, you're fucking this is every wild. day, dude. Every All right, day. how 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 should anybody connect with you? If that's it, that sad, lonely fuck in their car right now is still listening to this, how do they find you, gentle Toledo? As, so uh, at Twitter, live hyped l i v e h i p e d, uh, YouTube live hyped, um, fucking Instagram live hyped, uh, fucking you can. Text me at 702-768-2704. I don't give a fuck. We're riding. Bro. And I got I got you, dude. Put my number on wax, dude. I don't give a fuck. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to change the fucking world, dude. I get texts from DGENs all day and not DGEN friends. I'm talking about like actual fucking DGEN mechanics. So I got no shame. I don't have a work phone. This is my no- this is my only phone number. So if you want to fucking call me, just don't call me after fucking <laughs> I don't know. Six Pacific. I'm not answering that shit. But before that, I'll probably answer. Oh, my God. That, <laughs> that one person still listening is Googling right now what the fuck Pacific time even is. <laughs> like, what the fuck Pacific time? Yeah, Every yeah, yeah. single, bro, every like, person. I think I that saw I... that show on HBO. <laughs> the I think Pacific? every fucking, every person I fucking interviewed on my podcast is East Coast time. I'm like, fuck, dude, can I catch one fucking break and get a Pacific time? Because I'm like, are they like, what time can you do? I'm like, dude, I can only do 730 yeah. Pacific, 1030 your time. They're like, what the fuck? Like, I'm like, no dude, like, I got three kids, bro. They go to bed at seven. Like, what do you want from me? Fucking East Coast, dude. Unreal. <clears throat> well, it goes down in the East. But fucking the West riding. is the best. Yeah. All right, bro. That's it. All I'm right, wrapping dude. it. I love you. Thanks for coming. Love on. you, dude. I, I fucking appreciate it. It's such a fun <laughs> conversation. And yeah, I don't know. I had fun. We got to do this again. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm down. All right. Love you, brother. Have a good All night, right. man. Later, Peace. man. Later.